Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Welcome to Guardians of Lore. This is episode 25, recorded uh, 6-02-2019. Tonight we are going to be covering our lore book of Dust. And I will be your host tonight. This is Hyven. I am Elemist. And this is Mrs. Hyven. And we are excited to get into some discussion of the nine. But first, let's take care of our podcast news. Of course, uh, feedback's always encouraged. Um, you can give us this at Twitter, also known as the Twitter, and our handle is at guardians underscore lore. You can message us at the email at guardians underscore lore at outlook.com <laughs> or review us on your podcast of choice, including the Apple Podcast and the Google Play slash the Google Podcast. Oh, and God. anywhere that you feel like reviewing us. <clears throat> Guys, but we got feedback this week. Not yes. on I review on podcasts, but I got a direct message on um, Twitter, on the Twitter. And I haven't shared it with you guys. So we got a message from Diamond. I'm just going to abbreviate their whole name. We're just going to go with Diamond. But it's not spelled with an I. I'd like to point that out. Anyways. Um, and it just says, hello, with a little wave emoji, which I loved. And it says, thanks for the podcast. The discussions on the lore are awesome. So that was awesome. And that was really exciting. Um, but I followed it up by asking them if there's anything that they really enjoy that we haven't covered yet. And one of their suggestions was um, the book on the Forsaken Prince. So just keep that in mind, you guys. Because I would also like to do that. That would be another month-long dive. Yes, it yeah. would. And that, well, that ties us back into some of our rest of our announcements. Um, next week, we're going to continue on our... This is going to be the month of the nine. Technically three weeks, but Which we is are going to be covering because dust. if you flip the six <clears throat> of June upside down, it's nine. Oh, wow. Six upside down is a nine? Oh, my God. I'm just saying. Mine you know, blown. Right? Oh, my God. We plan that. <laughs> So, that being said, that is because <laughs> we will be starting with dust tonight, um, or this morning, this afternoon, this evening, and then next episode will be Ecdysis. Uh, we will continue the discussion on finally! some of the players of the right. nine. Finally, there have been so exciting. many times I've had to stop so Elmas from talking because he's wanted to share something from Ecdysis. So. Ooh. Just prepare to buckle in next week as oh, we might take a long out. journey. And then, of course, after that, we'll follow it up with our coverage of the Invitations of the Nine that have been in game. Uh, just some discussion of, we'll probably we'll read the transcripts of the videos and just kind of to be discussing, I guess, what the video sh shows. Obviously, we're not going to. Yeah. Um, you can't, we can't. See the video through your ears, but we can discuss it uh, and kind of the implications of everything. We're doing that after because it has some close connections to Eggdices and Dust, and it really helps to know what the heck's going on before you watch those. So anyone who watched those but doesn't really know much about the Nine or the in-game story, it should help. And then after that, as we said, we are going to be having our next Twitter poll. Uh, we've decided this is something we are going to do. We are going to start throwing up four topics a month. And basically, you guys can vote on them um, in the order we should cover them. So whatever is the winner will take the first week, and so on and so forth. 
Uh, and except for in cases where we do do something like Forsaken Prince, where it becomes a multi-episode thing, that will basically, if that wins, that will just be that month. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> well, and, and as far as the actual poll goes for the longer, ep- you know, lore books, I figure that what we'll do is, like, it'll be a poll of the longer lore books. That way it's like, hey, you choose our current month. Yeah. Also, just a heads up, um, let's see. We've got this week, and I think we, the end of this month, so we'll actually have a week after we do the nine uh, where we'll throw something else in there. But the end of this month, so it'll be the Tuesday around the 4th of July holiday. So the second, there will not be an episode. Um, we didn't plan this, but we actually conveniently yeah, have our... Huh? Yeah, probably two. Yeah. So it'll probably be two, two weeks, weeks, the second and the ninth. Um, we didn't plan it, but we conveniently have our vacations for the summer scheduled like the exact same week. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Alamus was like, guys, I'm going to be out of town. Uh, from this day to this day, and we were like, hey, we leave the day before that, so perfect. <laughs> and, like, I was sitting here worried because I was like, oh, I'm not going to be taking my large laptop to actually edit things. I hope that they can edit it. And then all of a sudden, hey, we're going to be out too. Sweet. So, yeah. But just a heads up, so July 2nd and July 9th, um, we will not be having an episode. Uh, so you guys all enjoy... Our summer break. <laughs> Heck, if we're feeling crazy, maybe we'll record two episodes so we'll only have one week off, but we'll decide on that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we're still working out. things out. But just a heads up. Um, but there will be one week in between finishing uh, the month of the nine and then into um, our break. So not sure what we're going to do with that one week yet. Maybe we'll do something unique. <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> We'll think of something. Honestly, we could probably just throw in one of the new lore books that are coming out. Uh, well, I guess today, considering these all drop on a Tuesday. Right, yeah. We God. can figure out whichever one they both freak out about the most and do that. <laughs> in the back of my mind, though, one. I was like, today's Tuesday? Oh, God, I gotta go to Ishtar. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> okay, never mind. When this drops, honey. When this drops. Yeah, unfortunately, I'll be working that day, so I'll just read the lore later. All right. Well, let's I'll talk just, about the TWAB. I'll just message you, you know, which ones are good for reads. Good, good. All right. You'll just be like, oh my God. I'll just be right. like, except for it's going to be. And on my lunch break, them. I'll send back, what? And, so, <laughs> and I'll just, and just stay away from like, Sean. Okay, right? Yeah. Gosh, Sean. Shout out to Sean for ruining things last season. <laughs> but ruined I mean, bombshell of last episode. Oh my god, Dredge and Vale! Yeah, right. Alright, well, Stuff You Missed in Destiny is the TWAB last week. Um, some pretty exciting stuff is going on. We have, of course, Season of Opulence is coming up. Um, so we received our new trailer, of course, for that. But we also have some changes to Eververse. They're reworking the Eververse store. It looks like everything is going to be direct buy, which I'm personally a fan of. I think if you're going yeah. to uh, make microtransactions, make them direct buy. I find then people actually pay for things because they buy what they want. And I think there's, there's always less anger 
when it's direct buy versus loot boxes. Because then people are just like, I just don't want any of that stuff, so I'm not going to buy it. They'll just be like, it's too expensive, but they won't like freak out when they pay $20 and get nothing. So, Yeah. We have a title page. I don't even know what you want to call it. It's like an image block. It shows a bunch of brand new weapons that we're going to be receiving. Um, and armor. And armor. Most of it looks like the new seasonal stuff, possibly the new weapons and armor that we'll be able to craft through the new... Uh, Menagerie. Yeah, I guess it's through the menagerie, through the the, the ruins that we receive. Um, but it showed some things that didn't seem to be that, possibly some exotics. We have the Lumina. Elmist wants you guys to all know that Lumina, Lumina is Bay for him. Um, <laughs> and there's some talk of some other weapons in there, so it's pretty exciting. There's talk of possibly getting a rose or a free horn this season, so... Pretty exciting stuff there, but that wasn't actually confirmed. We also have info for our new pinnacle weapons. We have a bow or gambit. Mm-hmm. And I Sniper forget what it's, for crucible. Yeah, I forget what the bow is called, but I know that precision Punch. hits on hip fire give you increased damage afterwards. So it's really kind of cool. You could hip fire something. Precision, if you can make that work, and then do a bunch of damage from there on out. I think it was called Hush. Yes, it is called Hush. You are right. And then we have the Wendigo grenade launcher from Vanguard. Uh, picking up an orb of light increases the next grenade. Uh, I think we still aren't quite sure how that's going to work. If you have a full super, can you still pick up orbs? Will this be like Destiny 1, where you have an orb perk and you have a full super and you waste your orbs? Not sure. We'll find out. But... Picking up orbs of light give you more damage. So that thing could actually be a PVE beast if you pop something like a Titan Barricade or like a Radiant Well, something that you know makes some orbs right there for everyone just to stand in. That would be kind of cool. Yeah. Yep. And then finally, my favorite is the Sniper Rifle from Crucible. I don't know why that was so funny, but I'm excited to get a sniper finally from competitive and missing shots allows you to get your ammo back eventually so it's kind of like mulligan only better so mulligan is missing a shot gives you a chance to return that to the magazine yeah because that's what a mulligan is in golf i know shit yes thank you (laughs) this perk is better because it's guaranteed to return the ammo that you miss however within a short period of time. So it's kind of almost like Icebreaker, slowly regenerating ammo. Uh, but it's, basically, it's going to reward just taking the shot. You don't have to worry about a miss sometimes because you're going to get that ammo back if you can stay alive. It's kind of like a mix between yeah. Icebreaker and Mulligan. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt you get it too. And I'm excited about it because it's kind of just going to encourage you know, people to take some, take some shots. And I love it because it's an aggressive frame. Some of my favorites. And it's got a nice low zoom scope. It's going to be good for Crucible, and I'm excited to go for it. Now, the thing I'm excited about is that it does not require you to get Fabled. Uh, you yeah. actually have to get 3,500 points. This is a big thing. And you don't lose progress. Are they going to move? You think they're going to do all the Pinnacle weapons towards that, or just starting now? I think they will be. Because like, we've been seeing this progress that, like, it's if you look at Luna's, it was a very complicated quest. 
like it had several different steps. Move to mountaintop, okay. and it was simplified. It's still difficult, but simplified. Yeah. Move to the recluse, and it was just get wins, get fabled. Yeah, now so that's what I'm like, wondering, though. Now it's if, like get points. You think this will be retroactive, though? Because I hear people saying next season's when they're going to go for the pinnacle weapons. As far as just having not losing glory, I don't know if they're going to do that, but I'm still kind of fascinated by what this whole thing is going to be. But what I've what I read, what it sounded like was. You will just gain glory by playing, and you have to gain more glory than original. You don't ever have to worry about losing glory. So just play competitive, and you'll get it eventually. Yeah. And, I mean, you still have to win. So yeah, it's, it's you can win some matches. Gonna, right, so it's not going to yeah. be like, you know, the Redrix's broadsword where it's, like, almost guaranteed as long as you just participate. Yeah. Um, I think this is good though, because it'll it's still like you said that still does require some skill. You have to be able to get you would get yourself into the higher rankings when thing matches start get a little bit more difficult. But yeah. losing doesn't screw you over. Uh, you don't have to have a a crazy amount of streaks. Uh, so yeah, I think it'll be good. But yet also they're not putting a weapon out that nobody can get. I think they're trying to not have another Luna's uh, forgotten situation where everyone is complaining about. It just yeah. being so crazy. But also those are getting their adjustment will be dropping also. But yeah. And the uh oh yeah, one so also Bungie's gonna announce Yes. So first of all, world's first twenty four hours is gonna be a race for Crown of Sorrow. That is Tuesday. Um I think we've mentioned it, but remember you will not be able to run old raids in those first twenty four hours. And um you're gonna have to finish a quick quest step. That will make everyone um, 690 before your normal power grind, but then people will be competing for Worlds first. And the big announcement is the 6th on Thursday. There we're going to be announcing their next chapter for the future. I don't remember. Did they say specifically for D2? I thought it was just the future of Destiny. They said the future of D2. Yeah. So we're going to finally figure out if they're going to keep this uh, season pass or we're going to be getting DLCs. That's pretty exciting because that's just two days after the release. We're gonna get, we're gonna figure out what the next yeah thing is. So that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah, man. All right, and yeah. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, the raid is about to drop. So I'll pass this over because you should tune in to Elemist. Yeah. So my clan is going to be streaming um, the actual raid attempt. Because we want to get a day one completion. We're still trying for Worlds first. But being more realistic, we want a day one completion. Um, and you can tune in to my stream at Mixer.com slash I underscore am underscore Elemist. Good luck on that, buddy. Like I said, I thought I was going to have Tuesday off, but I will be working. I'm just hoping for a first week completion of the raid i hope to get it by the weekend on both systems if possible so yay call order (laughs) yay level grind um but yeah all right well let's get into our topic if we're ready to move on tune in delamist all we have to say all right so this topic is as we already said going to be referring to the nine however it is going to specifically follow the adventure and trials of a Cryptarch in training. 
named Lavinia. Um, you'll notice right at the very beginning that she's referred to as Lucky Lavinia. And it's ironic, so just keep that in mind. Poor girl is going to have some fun and some troubles. Yeah. Um, and this lore book was obtained by picking up items randomly placed in the Reckoning. Um, so I probably don't have any of them because me and the Revelry are not friends. But you can also get some... What did I say? Revelry. Oh, that's much different. The Revelry was okay. Yeah. The <laughs> Reckoning. That would make so much more sense by doing the Reckoning. And you can also get some on the Derelict. And you can get some in, an, in the in no, unknown space. So uh, they're kind of just random little pickups. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of fitting because... Everything we know about the nine is just kind of just randomly picked up. Also, Elmas has provided us with some words to watch out for. I'm going to tell everyone this. This might be more for us to read, but this makes me laugh. So, Mrs. Hyven, some words to watch out for. If you, you would like to so read this section smart. for us. Why would you make me read this? <laughs> You're just saying it. a little bit pop right now. <laughs> All right, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. So we have yeah, the yeah. famous, the fa Mrs. Hyven's famous last word, ahamkara. It's out there phonetically a little bit for you. We have the ahamkara. We have zur. We have skolas, and we have kokaitis. I'm gonna pronounce them all wrong just to be a little bit pop back. <laughs> kokaitis, skolas, zur, and ahamkara. So, it I believe is. in you. Ah, uh, ham, Kara. Xer. Xer. Mm. I, I like it. Skolace. Yep. Uh, Kokiatus. So, look out for those words, y'all. Well, you're first reader, and you're going to get one of those right off the bat. So, I well, hope I you don't damn. actually do that, because the poor readers will be confused. So. <laughs> Please do your best. The red box. Is that him? Lavinia whispers. Oh, yes. Nobody does unnervingly bewildered like our boy Zer. The Titan points down into the shadows of the tower hangar, where a cloaked figure hunches over nothing, as if run through by an invisible spear. He comes here to trade. We didn't let him in, but we don't stop him either. Lavinia, as afraid of success as she is of failure, shivers through a thrill of nerves. Sir, she corrects the Titan. Then, feeling like a pendant, sorry, Cryptarch habit. Right, sir, that's what I said, the Titan shrugs. I like old stuff too, Cryptarch. Go ask your question. Lavinia's mother told her that on the day of her birth, a witch pronounced her lucky. She will have to trust in that luck now. She descends to the hangar floor and walks determinedly up to the thing. It does not even lift its hood to look. Zer, she says, unsure what to do with her hands. I'm Cryptarch Lavinia Garcia Umer Tawil. I've chosen to study the Nine. As all fools do, her master told her, I want to ask you a question. You have no need of it. The voice hidden in the squirming face is a man's. Low and incredulously clear. He sounds, Lavinia thinks, 
as if he is trying very earnestly and very hard to be understood. But I will give it to you. She has practiced this question, clung to it as her anchor when she drifted away from her master and friends. We salvaged information from a ghost on Venus and the Ishtar Sink. It described an artifact found by our golden-aged ancestors. A copper box painted red, lightly damaged, full of dust. On the individual motes of dust, we found engraved maps of rocky worlds. Mars, Earth, Venus, other planets, maybe every Earth-like planet in the galaxy. Zer lifts its grasping face. She sees an almost human curiosity, but sketched over the rack of an alien shape, a provisional superstructure cobbled together to make a man-like form, ever on the verge of failure. Planets, it says. My motions, in large part, depend upon their configuration. She doesn't shudder much. My colleagues say the artifact came from the Vex as a warning that they will exist wherever we go. But I think, she swallows, I think it's from the Nine. Did the box of dust come from the Nine, Zer? Zer's golden eyes shine at her. I am here for a reason, he says. I cannot remember. The dust has changed. The dust is precious. Yes, did the Nine send us the dust? Why is dust precious, sir? Why dust at all? Why not a letter or a clay tablet or anything clear? Blood, Zer says, and makes a sound like a cough. The blood is transformed. The wish is granted. The dust is commingled. It can't be the Vex who sent it, she insists as if Zer is another stubborn cryptarch who won't listen. Lavinia, you must stop babbling. The Vex use matter as a substrate for computation, not a medium to communicate. How is it that the Nine can map the mass of every rocky planet in the galaxy, but not send us a message on the radio? Why Venus? Why dust? Much of dust was once cells. Zer says, and coughs loudly. This dust was once of the Nine. It commingled. It was forever changed. That harsh, percussive cough again. Dust to dust. One dust to another. The Nine are the flesh of dust. Lavinia realizes that the agent of the Nine is laughing. That was, like, it, it's interesting to see this young Cryptarch talk to Zer because when we Guardians talk to him, he has these these random quotes, and he always sounds like he's just speaking babble. But mm-hmm. he actually is trying to help somehow. Okay. Uh, it's kind of crazy that, like, yeah, he, he's actually giving her answers and, like, information. We've never got that before, but it was like, oh, crap. All we had to do was ask? Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. Nobody's ever tried to talk to him about anything other than exotics. Oh, gosh. So frustrating from a lore standard. 
Yeah. So, I mean, what he gives her, of course, is not plain. But for Zer, that's pretty plain to me. Because um, Zer is really confusing most of the time. As you said, Elmas, he just yells, yells like random tag lines. You know? So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so this is actually a reference to a card we got in D1. We found uh, the red box, which was found, as it says, Ishtar Sink on Venus, and it was just a little box with a bunch of little vials, basically, of dust. And at the time, we thought it was from the Vex. It's basically just what they're saying there now. Venia realizes that she thinks it's actually from the Nine. Zer basically confirms that, yes, that... Oh, yeah, they talk about how it looks like it represents planets and how he says that um, dust was once cells. And therefore, the dust being this nine, it commingled, it changed forever. Um, so it's not completely clear at this point, but he's helping Lavinia to kind of see that the dust has some significance to the nine, that the nine are somehow tied into the dust and cells and really just planets and life as a whole. And as we'll get into later, the nine we're kind of kind of find out are just kind of, my understanding, just they're kind of everywhere. Um, and we'll get into a little bit kind of more when Lavinia gets some of those scans with the Awoken. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Do you have anything else to add to the, the the red box card? I feel like you can understand it a little bit better after you've read the whole book. Right. Um, no, I, I. the only thing I want to point out is I like how each, each particle of dust actually is a, a map of the world. Yeah, right? It's pretty crazy. But, I mean, we got that info back in D1, so it, it's nothing new, but, like, it's still fun to read it. Yep. So just keep that in mind. Basically, this kind of just sets up the characters. Lavinia is a young cryptarch who is very interested and. In, of course, like everyone, wants to know about the Nine. And yeah, Zer is willing to give her some cryptic information. Yeah. Ms. Hyden, you have anything on that? You said this first card's kind of confusing without any context. Yeah, just waiting for more information. Okay. Well, with that being said, I'll cover the stacks. The archives are silent. The staff have gone home for the dawning festivities and only the diligent city frames move through the stacks now, eradicating disorder, serenaded in soft susurrus by the wind of turbulence, cleaners sweeping off the quartz storage plates in their cases of relic iron. Lavinia imagines that the frames are possessed by the ghosts of nameless librarians from Nineveh, ancient Mesopotamian souls ready to pluck an intruder's eyes. Are there any librarian guardians? Can't guardians turn invisible sometimes? Maybe one's right behind her now, and its ghost is covered in the eyes of library intruders. This spooks her so badly that she nearly falls off the catwalk. She bites her tongue instead, rearranges her aching legs, and keys in another search. She's already sifted through hours of tower audio records to extract keywords from Zur's babble. Now, she just needs to follow that spore back to the beast. 
Remote Archive Database Text Only Search Initialized. Welcome user null string ref. Please enter search query. Word 9. Number 9. Roman numeral 9. Dust. Planetary alignment. Results. Shimizu et al. Significant anomalies in dark matter detections cannot be explained by interactions of gravitational focusing bodies. Journal of Post-Collapse Cosmological Recovery, Volume 99, Number 1012. Gonzalez, Hari-4, and Wongi. Anomalies in dark matter detections as a function of topological T-genic complexities in orbital dynamics. Journal of Post-Collapse Cosmological Recovery, Volume 99, Number 1014. Shimizu et al. Massive anomalies in dark matter detections cannot be explained without teleonomic models of CDM efflux self-interaction. Journal of Post-Collapse Cosmological Recovery, Volume 99, Number 1015. Gonzalez, Hari-5, and Mwangi. Cold dark matter anisotropy as a non-teleonomic result of scale-variant coupling between mass and dark stellar winds. Journal of Post-Collapse Cosmological Recovery. Volume 99, number 1015, Annex 1. Jimizu et al. Non-overlapping magisteria or interference pattern. The role of seizure by necessity in the redeployment of scientific instruments for city defense. New Thoughts in Post-Red Politics. Volume 1, number 18. <coughs> Lakshmi 2 and Hari 5. Do cognitive insight excursions cause spontaneous exo-reset syndrome? A case study. Unpublished archive material. Personal collection. More results? Strange. Very strange. Full of references to the dark matter wind blowing through the solar system. A fact of galactic weather which every school child learns and never thinks about again. Something brushes across her scalp. Lavinia jerks up from the screen, one bit lip away from a scream. A sensor might. Barely a glitter in the dark tumbles past on the air currents. It will come after her body heat, and if it identifies her, then her master will have her writing ethnographic studies of deep sewer graffiti. Hastily, she keys in her next search string. Come on, Lucky Lavinia, she whispers, though she hates the name. Word, nine. Number, nine. Roman numeral, nine. Red Legion, Gaul attack on city, uh, undetected, unforeseen, no warning. Why? Results. Consensus Committee on the Invasion and Occupation of the City, CCIOC. Final Report, Chapter 13, Red Legion Warfighting Doctrine and the Problem of Strategic Surprise. Free Document. CCIOC, 
annexed to the final report, failures of city and city allies, early warning, and intelligence systems, unpublished, redacted document, sensitive to the city's security. CCIOC, annexed to the final report, a culture of permissive espionage, the openness of the tower to faction agents and unknown vendor entities, UVEs, unpublished, redacted document, sensitive to city security. Shimizu, Hassan, unexplained CDM self-interaction immediately before the Red Legion invasion of the city. Coincidence or purposeful interference? Rejected manuscript, Shimizu Academic Store. More results? Why rejected unexplained CDM self-interaction before or immediately before the rejection letter? Reviewers concur that the paper does not provide a mechanism by which cold dark matter could interact with city sensors. Military experts attribute the Red Legion's stealthy approach to electronic deception by Scion operatives. More results? Lavinia freezes. Something with tiny, tiny legs is scurrying around the rim of her ear. She tries to get her hand up very slowly, but it's too late. The little sensor mite is crawling inside. It buzzes, and the buzz makes a tiny voice. Miss Garcia Umer Tawil, Master Ruhul says. Could we have a word about your choices, please? Oh yeah, props to Elemis for reading that crazy sensor data. That Basically, was a long one. we have Lavinia breaking into the basically the city's databases, somewhere she should not be after hours. Um, these are areas where basically, I don't know, imagine like secure government documents and information are stored. This is not all public records. She is basically broken in uh, and is doing search inquiries on the Nine. She starts with the Nine. Dust and planetary alignment. Those were some things that in the last book Zer mentioned about the planetary alignment and the dust. And basically, she refers, I mean, she receives a lot of, uh, most of this is all stuff from the Journal of Post Collapse Cosmological Recovery, volume 99. Uh, and basically, she gets a lot of information about dark matter, dark matter detection, um, just dark matter. We see a lot of tie to dark matter. Um, which she finds very strange because she doesn't really know exactly what that means. But she also finds, and there's two other inquiries that are a little different. One has to do with um, the instruments involving in city defense. And the other has to do with spontaneous exo-reset syndrome. Um, we don't go into the exo-reset syndrome much, but she then follows up with another inquiry about possible city defenses, and about how uh, the Nine were related to the Red Legion, Gaul's attack, and how the city had no warning system. And then she receives a bunch of warning uh, information about how, <clears throat> basically, the early warning systems failed. Um, we have stuff about, talk about possible espionage. And then there's, of course, the unexplained interaction immediately before the Red Legion invasion of the city, coincidence or purposeful interference um and, and then of course rejected. and then there's yeah a rejected 
They rejected a letter that basically the reviewers decide that the paper does not provide any, basically enough information to show that somebody turned off the sensors. Um, however, that last one made me think of uh, stolen intelligence. We have that um, when we get there, there's a redacted document that there was that writer who talked about how he believed that, well, I think he actually straight said that somebody... He was actually right, but he's, it made it sound like as if the nine interfered and turned off the defenses, um, which we're going to kind of talk about. But at this point, we see that the nine are referred to having some link to dark matter, and that as dark matter, they are able to mess with stuff, including possible involvement with turning off our defenses for the Red Legion attack. Um, so I don't yeah. know if you want to go into that anymore. I think it all goes into it farther along as we continue this book. It does. So we can get to that when we get to that. What about you, Mrs. Hyven? Anything jumping out or makes sense to you or interesting or questions? Um, I feel like I recall, because this is the one you called me like the most about when I was getting Kona. So I feel like I recall like the whole like craziness of like, did the nine have something to do with the gall attack? Um, so again, I'm still just kind of like waiting for more riding this train to see like when my <laughs> mind gets blown. Does that make sense? Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, two things I wanted to point out. Um, so Hari four, like, and it, th- this is like non consequential. Has nothing to do with the actual story. I just found it funny because uh, we went from Hari we four see, to five. Yeah. <laughs> He went from Hari 4 to Hari 5 between those two publications. He needed a reset. And then the other one that, like, I'm really interested to see more about. The spontaneous exo-reset syndrome. Yes, the one from Lakshmi and Hari 5, really, that's what really makes me interested, too. And, like, I'm wondering if the reset there was because of spontaneous exo-reset syndrome. (laughs) that's actually a good point you know i i this is unfortunately one we don't get answers to i think they're holding off on the whole exo everything eventually oh yeah but because the exos are tied to like everything but yeah same here and i didn't even pick up on that poor guy got spontaneous reset just by looking into things he shouldn't have (laughs) possibly that's kind of comical and like i said like it has nothing to do with the overall story of dust it was just two small little tidbits that i picked up and i'm and i'm like Ooh, ooh, could we get something later about that? Right now I'm interested in that. That is an interesting topic. Ah, exos are very mysterious. Oh, yeah. All right, and then finally, of course, um, so there are little sensor mites that basically just look like teeny little things of dust that is what is basically security. They basically uh, blow into her ear and alert people that she's there. And next thing you know, she hears the cryptarch. Master Rahul in her ear, telling her she should reassess her life choices. Um, so that's what we're going to continue on. She's been caught. <clears throat> we move on with the bone. They are waiting for Lavinia in the courtyard of the ruined tower. Although they do not strike until she holds the guilty object in her hand. A titan in new monarchy red pins her to the ground. A hunter with a gun barrel as wide as the moon cuffs her and calls her a looter. Rahul has a watch on this one, Titan remarks, consulting his black-tipped ghost. 
says it's for her own protection. The hunter hisses and flinches back. She's got a bone. Get off of her. Enough. His new voice is strange to Lavinia, but the power in it can only be Ikora Ray's. You will never touch a mortal human in anger again. That is not our purpose. Thunder booms. Something detonates nearby. Lavinia ear, ear, Lavinia's ears pop. She gets the sense that, voluntarily or otherwise, two new monarchy guardians have vanished. Lavinia tries to stand up, but Vertigo and the cuffs pitch her sideways and she lands hard on her hip. Master Ray, she gasps. I'm sorry, I should have filed filed a... Lavinia. Akora's coiled fury has a tooth of fear in it. Open your left hand. There's a bone in her hand. A long chunk of jaw with one huge white protruding tooth. It's warm and comforting and solid. She clutches it protectively. The key, egg tooth that will crack, crack open the mystery of the nine and put her back in her master's good grace, and save her from the prohibition of Rahul dropped on her when, she haul, when he hauled her out of the archives. With an effort of will that makes her shout out loud, she opens her fist and drops the Ahamkara bone. Ikora makes it fly away. You weren't after that bone. It was after you. Did you make a wish, Lavinia? Did you ask to know about the nine? She tries to explain that she didn't, that she only wanted to track the bone back to its source, Venus, hopefully, and to learn why the Nine needed the Ahamkara. Why do you think the Nine needed Ahamkara? Ekora asks, dangerously. To make wishes, Lavinia pants. Zer didn't appear in the tower until the end of the great Ahamkara hunt. Whatever they used to get from the Ahamkara, she leaves it unsaid. Maybe the nine are now getting it from the guardians. Ikora rubs her brow. I can't stop you, but if you cook, keep looking, I can't protect you from the consequences. Help me, Lavinia begs. There's something here, something that connects everything. The trials, and the Amkara, and the guardians, and the nine. There are things the consensus knows about Gaul's attack. Things they haven't told us. Ikora Ray puts up one finger. Venia shuts up. Choose. Are you going to go back to school and let me pretend you were never here? Or do I have to report you for theft of an Ahamkara bone? Venia takes a deep breath. I'm sorry, she says. I have to keep going. I'll try my luck. The tribunal's verdict is unanimous. Venia Garcia Umar Tawil has trespassed against her oath to guard the common welfare of humanity. She will never set foot in the city again. Okay, so she steals the bone to track it and then gets in trouble and now can't come back to the city. Yep. I mean, that's kind of short and sweet. The implications are a little more than that, but... Nope, uh, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) So, of course, she steals an Ahamkara bone. As we've covered the Ahamkara a bit, we know that the Ahamkara give off whispers as she said that Ahamkara bone was seeking you you were not seeking it um, we know that you can make wishes that are usually granted with strings attached um, it seems Lavinia might not have so that was my question do you, where do you think she got this bone from did she steal it while she was in 
basically this vault or was the Ahamkara bone something she took before and that's what led her to going here to seek this like information I do you think, think she's used it I think that the Ahamkara bone happened after the, the searches I kind of thought that too but then because I... because like it she's holding on to it in her hand and it, it almost sounds like she won't let it go. I think she almost, as she says, it's hard for her to let it go. The um, car bone probably would be let go. Right. And if that were the <laughs> case, then like, I don't see her typing with an Ahamkara bone in her hand. I do agree. You know? My only thinking was like, how did she know to look up? I mean, no, you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. Originally, I thought too. I think she got those search results from what Zer told her. And yeah. the progression continued. And then she wanted to know more, and that's when she, um, basically, while she was in there, I think she also took that Amkara bone, realizing well, and, and, that quite possibly Zer's connection and him showing up only after the Nine were gone. I mean, she says it. She thinks that the Amkara used to give the Nine something that the Guardians give her them now. Right. Well, and, and even then, like, going back to the, the whole query bit, you know, she's already sifted through hours of Tower audio records to extract keywords from Zer. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I feel like the Amkara bone happened afterward. Because otherwise... While maybe she was waiting for them to catch her, or to come find her, to pick her up. Right. Yeah. And and even then, like, right here it says, Rahul has a watch on this one. Says it's for her own protection. So that, like, this has to happen after the actual inquiry. Yeah. I agree, I agree. Uh, but it's just very interesting. This is where we see the implications that the Nine need something, and that both Guardians and Ahamkara can fulfill that desire or that need. Um, and since the Ahamkara are gone, they are looking for the Guardians. So that is pretty interesting right there, because um, we know the Ahamkara could not ex necessarily be trusted. And now knowing that we're being used for that same reason is could be kind of a... It's a little unnerving. Yeah, unnerving. That's the best word for it. I and mean, then she straight out tells... I, once again, we see that whether or not Ikora knows about this, the Vanguard, to some degree, is covering some stuff up. I mean, she says that the consensus knows things about Gaul's attack that they haven't told us. Uh, and Ikora just doesn't... She, she doesn't want to deal with it. So she's going into some really touchy subjects that they I, I mean i'm sure they don't want to tell everyone that hey something turned off our defense warning um and that's why gall got in but at the same time they have some understanding that gall was able to get in because their defenses were turned off possibly by someone so i just think it's yeah. interesting they're definitely hiding a little bit of stuff but she chooses not to to stop and she gets kicked from the city as Miss, mrs hyven said so well Yep. I've got two things I want to point out here. It, that almost seems like my role here. I find the two most obscure things in these cards. Like it. Um, first off, I love Ikora's just righteous fury. Mm -hmm. You know, get off of her. Enough. You will never touch a mortal human in anger again. That is not our purpose. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I love the fury there. Right, she's totally protector of like the Vanguard's totally protector of humanity as a full. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Of like normal people, yeah. they're like always trying to keep their guardians in check. 
But the the second point, scary. The second point I wanted to make was actually in that line right there. You will never touch a mortal human in anger again. This is the first crypt arc that we know of that is human. All the others that we've dealt with have been awoken. You know, I never even really paid attention to that. I kind of always just envisioned her as an awoken, but yeah. No, she's yeah, you're right. That's the first human we've we've seen. That wasn't that obscure. That was an important point. I thought all crypt arcs were awoken. Yeah. Apparently not. They started as awoken. I should say not yeah. The cryptarchy started from the Awoken, but we see that it's now... It's branched out. It's branched out, yep. Right. Is Hyven, are you ready to move on? Yeah. Are you shutting down already? Yeah. That Pepsi didn't last very long, huh? I still have some. I need my other donut. Well, I'm going to take a quick break because my shoulder's killing me just to... I'm going to grab some ibuprofen. You should probably take your medicine and munch on your donut. And I'll be oh, right I didn't back. take my medicine. That's why he's saying you probably should. Purse. It's in my purse. And can you bring me my other donut, too? I don't think I could. Not you. That was a good stretch. WWWWB? Huh? No. I had half a kolache and one donut the other, earlier. I forgot we got extra donuts. Okay. I have to take half of one today. The Kel. Reef is punch drunk. Lavinia thinks that the loss has driven the Awoken into a state of collective traumatic mania. Endless rebels light up the purple sky. People leap off the world and drift away into the artificial atmosphere to be collected, protesting woolsily by the skiff load. Lavinia is a wallflower here, forever on the edge of things. She gets pangs of homesickness every night and tells herself that the reef is the right place to begin her journey home. This meeting, right now, might be the first step. Much mourning, the fallen at her side murmurs, Master Ives murdered, Varric's missing, Spider hires away my friends. Will I stay to guard Master Ives' works? You come in, make yourself into a home. I will bring nitrogen tea and records. <clears throat> Thank you. Lavinia wants to laugh, or maybe cry, at the malapropism. If only she could make herself into a home. But it'll be all right in the end. She will find the nine, bring the truth home, and earn forgiveness. The fallen returns with tea and devices. Watch. Record record from Prison of Elders. Master Ives fascinated by it. She sees Skolas, fallen Kel of fallen Kells, waiting to die by combat. His huge horned armor lags his motions, like a weary companion trying to mimic everything he does. A servitor pumps ether into him. Lavinia wonders what would happen if she took ether. Would she feel clearly and coldly determined? Would she turn into a huge Lavinia? Would she stop missing her home? Mara. Golas's mouth was not made for that name. Mara, do you hear? The Queen of the Reef sends him to the fate of the fallen, of all fallen. 
Lavinia's companion sighs. To strive and struggle and fail. But he was already lost. His mind broke at the citadel, where he saw into time. Scullus blows white vapor. Frost crackles on his masks. You gifted me to the nine, and they sent me back. People think you are a fool, but you made an error releasing me. Led your people to die on my blade, as I led my people to die on yours. Lavinia's translator murmurs along with the Kells' words. The nine's agent never told me why he released me. Now I know. You know also, I think. Both of you require the guardians, and the nine do not understand life and death. So they sent me back to you to make the guardians come. They did not comprehend the harm. I do not comprehend them either. I traveled among the Jovians for years and their dominion. But I do not know the nine. You, Marasav, you are the only one who bargains with them. You are the only one who has foreseen their role in the game. You keep your successes secret so that the world only knows your mistakes. No wonder I underestimated you. He hefts the scorched cannon his jailers have given him. Lavinia thinks of the tools of his the tools his house once favored. Shuttle and loom. I saw the shape of the nine on Venus, a place that was once precious to them, where wishes could transfigure their flesh. I saw that they are bound to this star and to these worlds. You are of a kind in that way. You and the nine. Not I. I will be glad to leave this world, Marasov. I am tired of being a pawn. Skullis lays his huge horned head back against the cell wall. Lavinia, watching, spills her tea in excitement. They want to help us? She whispers. They're from our planets? They want to help? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm so clumsy. She leans down to mop up the spilled tea. A flashbang grenade detonates in her face. The next thing she knows, an awoken office, officer is sensing her under martial law to life in prison for espionage. Lavina, fumbling for any sign of good luck, is glad to see the fallen go free. So, <clears throat> intense ending there. Yeah, right? Um, we are able to see that the video itself happened right after we captured Skolas, but before we faced him in the prison of elders. And this is happening in D1. Um, so, like, almost three years ago. Yeah, it was an old video. Four years ago. Damn. Um, <laughs> oh, there was one thing I wanted to point out. Skolas talking right here. I saw the shape of the nine on Venus, a place that was once precious to them, where wishes could transfigure their flesh. There you go. So we see why the nine needed the, the Ahamkara. It's literally so that they could build themselves a body. We're going to go into, but yes, apparently we see that Venus was high in Ahamkara. And they liked Venus for that reason. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I mean, Skolas gives a lot of information. Um, yeah, he does. We know that he was given to the nine by Mara. 
he returned him as he says he now knows why both of you, the Crow Cry or the Guardian, and the Nine do not understand life and death, which we learned from Invitations of the Nine, which we'll go into in a couple weeks. So they send me back to make the Guardians to come. He did not comprehend the harm. But yeah, so basically they send back Skolas because everything they keep doing is they're just trying to test the Guardians. We talk about later, why do you think, you know, what did Gaul do when he came and the possible implications of them letting him out there? trying to understand the guardians because they want something from us that they think we can replace the nine with up to this point we still don't exactly know who they are but we know that they have some ulterior motives Um, yeah and we've heard this before the jovians are apparently their dominion zur is apparently a jovian um and for a while i think (laughs) some people thought that maybe they were inhabitants like people living in these jovians Kind of know now that's not really the case, but I'm still definitely curious what exactly their connection to the the Jovians are, per se, uh, per se. But that is kind of their area, where I guess where they're strongest at. Um, kind of I mean, because we kind of know what they are now. I don't quite know what the Jovians really have to do. So with. they're like a grouping of a. So you know, Jovian. You already got the it. actual word itself relates to the planet Jupiter or the class of giant planets to which Jupiter belongs. Yeah, those are the Jovians. Oh, I don't know. It could be that that's, like, because those are the largest bodies in mm-hmm. the system, like, that's where the most dark matter would be. I agree. That would make sense. Because we know We're that there's a like... link between the Nine and the dark matter. Yeah, exactly. So, that, that could make sense. But either way, Skolas probably lived on Jupiter or Saturn or somewhere in that area um, for a period of time. Um, yeah, who knows all the stuff. It's, now, if I had known that he possibly had all these crazy answers and stuff, I, I wouldn't have killed him. Or the fact that, yeah, remember he <laughs> went to the Citadel and looked into the future? Like, we never yeah. figured out what the heck he found out there. And then we just go in there and kill him? Like, come on, Bungie. You make our guardians seem so stupid. Some of us were more interested in answers. <laughs> Although, honestly, boot. I I don't think he would have given us answers. No, I don't think he would have given us anything, but um, it's just kind of one of those things. Someone yeah. who possibly had a lot of information is just gone because we didn't even care to look. And I, I do like that. That, you know, his mind broke at the Citadel where he saw into time. Um, it kind of reminds me of a villain from Doctor Who, the Master. Like he went insane because he looked into time. Yeah, man. Sometimes, uh, knowing the future or but yeah, I mean, like think about it. Yeah, if you knew like something you. horrible happening in the future, you'd probably go crazy trying to stop it. Like, yeah, I feel like that and also somebody. he looked into time, not necessarily the future. So who knows where his mind could have been? He was in multiple places at once and. Like, the Vex are existing in all timelines at the same time, so, like, that, a standard human or even fallen mind yeah. probably is not going to handle that. Well, and, and even then, like, who's to say that he didn't look at multiple timelines as well? I mean, this, this could be just one timeline that he was actually looking at, but who knows? And again, like, this is me just picking at the smallest detail because it, it interests me. 
And then, so of course, Lavinia, as we just were talking about the Jovians, she gets excited hearing that he was on the Jovians in their midst, and she's freaking out that they're from our planet. They want to help us. I mean, not exactly, but that's so far what she's thinking. And then, of course, she gets in trouble and gets thrown in jail, but not Varix. So, for espionage, I don't know exactly what is espionage about this. I'm assuming nobody was supposed to be watching this video, and the fact that she saw it, they threw her into jail. Uh, why Varix didn't get in trouble, I'm not really well, sure, but so he this, was head of Prison of Elders, so I would are say... Are sure he didn't? Well, this isn't Varix that's helping her. Are you sure? Why do you it's think that? It's just a random fallen. I just assumed this was before Varix ran away, but I guess you're right, because... Uh... Because this <clears throat> is happening at the beginning of the season of Drifter, because they were talking about the dawning, and referencing oh, certain yeah. things that happened yeah. after... Forsaken would have already happened. You're right. Okay. Well, then, even more so, why did this fallen not get in trouble? I don't really know. Well, and why did the fallen have this? Did he get it from Varric's records? Varric's, of course, would have had access to all this kind of stuff as the head of the prison of elders. So, well, so the fallen had it because Master Ives was fascinated by it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was killed by yep. some fallen, so that's probably where it came from. That's a good point. I never really thought about that. See, that's why timeline is important. Yep. Just gives you answers. That's why oh. your mom's important. All right. With that note, let's move on. She's, we've completely lost her. <laughs> All right. I'm I'll still here. I'll continue on to the Leviathan. Lavinia is shocked to find sheep prefers the CIC of an awoken warship to the safety of a prison cell. She was terrified of Cabal during the occupation, and now she is going into battle against them. But she is not afraid. This is exciting, she whispers to the Royal Guard at her side, as the ship plummets stern first toward the Cabal Leviathan. Don't you think? The Royal Guard's jaw twitches. Either she is sub-vocalizing in code, or chewing her tongue off before she insults Paladin Kamala Rior's honored guest. Three minutes to closest approach, the flight dynamics officer calls. Inko! Target emission status? The Leviathan is illuminating us with targeting sensors. No change. Paladin Rior pulls Lavinia out of her nook. Miss Umer Tual? Please. Come observe the instruments with me. Do you do this a lot? Lavinia wants to impress a paladin Rior, who sprung her from jail because, in her words, every brain in the reef is busy thinking about one problem, so I need your brain for another. Lavinia doesn't want to let her down. Step on the tiger's tail with these flybys? Shows of force, Kamala corrects her. We need Callus to believe that we're prepared to meet his ship with our own fleet. And if we can investigate other mysteries along the way, like your theory about the Nine, then all the better. Here. Now. This is the device you requested. Please, observe. Kamala shows her a pane of black glass, illuminated by a faint purple fuzz that sweeps left to right. Lavinia touches it in awe. That's dark matter? Correct. Every school child knows that most mass in the universe is dark matter. But it is nothing more than mass, 
and it never forms structures smaller than a galactic halo. Dark matter has no charge, passes through itself, never gathers into clumps, and has no chemistry. It is only ever dust. If you're right, Kamala draws in a breath, any moment. Drive field error, the flight officer calls. Minor perturbation on the leading edge. We are encouraging unexpected mass groups. No corresponding radar or LIDAR contacts. The black screen of the dark matter detector explodes into frenzied purple and white shapes, like the webs of a spider locked in sensory deprivation for a million billion years. Thick cords of shadow stuff that twine into strangling arms, which branch again into thousands of tiny fingers that pierce straight through the Cabal Leviathan. Oh my, Lavinia breathes. That's the dark matter we're passing through? Correct. And this is unusual? This level of structure? Miss Tawil, Kamala says. A single molecule of dark matter would be unusual. This is blasphemous excess. This is impossibility. No, Lavinia thinks. This is the Nine. They're looking at Callus. They're reaching out. These are their hands. We should have thought to use this sensor earlier, Kamala Roop muses. Our queen invented it to assist navigation when we were losing ships near Rhea. A Phaeton backscatter scan. Very clever. Everything she did seems to make sense, eventually. She was so very farsighted. No one else ever bargained with the Nine as an equal, did they? No one will ever know what good she did for them. Our queen of secrets. I have to contact the city. Lavinia fumbles for some way to get a capture of the screen. A picture of the Nine. But she doesn't have her tablet. I found them. Ah, about that. Rior's armored hand falls on her shoulder. The queen's edict also forbids me from disclosing the reef's knowledge of the Nine to individuals without regal clearance. So, thank you for your assistance, Miss Twill. Take her back to her cell. If anyone ever calls her Lucky Lavinia again, she thinks she might shoot them. Oh, her luck is just horrible. She makes this amazing discovery, and then after she's done her work, yeah, they throw her away. So yeah, man. So the Awoken are doing a pass by on the Leviathan. They always do, as they say, to let the Leviathan and Callus know that we're still here. And they have a uh, military force. Um, but they have a sensor, um, something that they used. Uh, I mean, I guess it's not exactly a dark matter scanner, but it has been set up to be that. At it's this. a Phaeton backscatter scanner? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so originally they see blackness uh she says a faint purple fuzz so i imagine it just as like an even just everything they just see that there's little bits of like dark matter as i said it was keep in mind that it is completely unnatural to see dark matter have any type of charge to gather into any type of cells formed anything it's always once again dust as they said i liked that there um yeah. but as soon as they get to leviathan 
bam, it's like these tendrils, spider webs of dark matter reaching out. So this dark matter is taking form, which should not happen at all. They shouldn't have seen any of it. This is kind of the card that kind of like starts to put things together. The nine are practically dark matter. They are everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. They're on another plane of existence. But we see that this helps her see that she, they're very, very interested in callus. They are grouping together by callus. As she said, it's like, what did she say? It's like they're reaching out. These are their hands. So it's pretty crazy, man. Nobody, we finally kind of know what the nine are. Now, my brain went into spin foil theory. Like, what if we're going to be getting more info about Callus and the Nine this coming up season? I think like it's their interactions. I think it's either going to be Callus and the Nine or Callus and the Hive. Um, I don't know which I'd prefer more, honestly. Or I both. It would be great to have both. I think maybe, I personally think that they're going to center a little bit more about, because they're still, I think, setting up for Sabathun. Um, and also the superior darkness of these pyramid ships coming eventually. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking maybe Sabathun might come back in D2, into D2, pyramid ships, D3. But So I think it's going to be more of a setup of like the Hive and a little bit of information about how Kallus is linked to them. But I totally see them like throwing a couple like lore cards about how you know the Hive are interacting with the Nine through the, or something. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I think the, the Nine are going to be a longer form topic but like the way this book ends when we get here is pretty crazy um it yeah so i don't know what's gonna happen but i hope we get more information about the nine soon me too any thoughts mrs heaven i just want something connecting them to the nine that went missing from mara's original expedition You're not oh, gonna get I that want. exactly here, but I know I'm not. But it's what I want. But listen, so we now know <laughs> through these that the nine are dark matter, and as Elena said, they were seeking the Ahamkara to basically form themselves bodies. Yeah, they want to understand. They went into like a different plane of existence when they disappeared from Mars expedition. Obviously, <sighs> it's well, you know, as we get in later. Well, you know what? The card we read, re- the other. Couple Kona, episodes stop ago. eating my shoe. Um, the episode. Okay. Remember, we talked about the card a couple weeks ago where, um, what was it? Oren was talking to the different nine. There was nine different voices. Yes, I recall this. So at some point, we kind of see that there are, when, when talking to the nine, there are nine, dis- at least nine distinct. Again, Different. yes. I just, I'm just saying. Like, I know this is what's happening. I know. I. This isn't a theory. This is what's happening. I don't and know I about that. Con- but we no, do know it's what's happening, are- and I want my confirmation card. What if? What if the nine had used the arm card to create bodies, and then they were part of the uh, the ship, the expedition, and then they couldn't <laughs> go through the weird plane that they were going through because exactly. they. So what if they've been a part of this nine beforehand? What if they weren't created during that time? Oh my god! It's true. Look <laughs> away that squeaky toy, please. Squeaky, squeaky, no, squeaky, 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 squeaky. It's gonna be background squeaky. music, okay? Kelly's so annoying. She just like finds the squeaker and just like goes to town on it. Oh my gosh! Hey, hey, you want to bring that to me? 
<laughs> she just stared at me like, no, and kept squeaking. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. Wait, no, so, like, what if... Well, then every... you're going to have to mute yourself for a second. Sorry. What if every theory about the nine that we ever had was correct? That's kind of my thinking, because if they truly are dark matter, um, they can kind of... So that card that says they are this, they are this, they are this, they are this. They are everything because they are dark matter, and dark matter is everywhere. Our universe is made up of the majority of dark matter, the things we can't see. So it's like crazy. How, they're, does, they're... how do they have a panel of dark matter on their ship if you're not supposed to be able to see dark matter? That's what I said. This is a special can uh, scanner that the Queen developed a long time ago that they never knew to use, but apparently it can... Because we know how well Mara plays chess. Yeah, because Mara knows a lot about them. She somehow knew what to look for, and she set them up. But yeah, man, so we get a little bit more about what the Nine are doing, but we're going to get a little bit more about them, and we'll go into some of these different identities of the Nine towards the end. Because uh, we'll find out that, yeah, we'll find out a lot of crazy stuff. But yep. keep in mind, their dark batter, Lavinia is freaking astonished at her findings. But now she's in jail again and can't tell anyone. I can't wait for her to shoot somebody. Right. What did All you right. just call me? Bam, bam! I mean, she's had really bad luck, so I can understand why that would be aggravating. All right. Here we go. Things are about to get fun. We have, what, two, three more cards? We have four. There are nine cards. Everyone reads three times. There's yeah, I know, but I don't know how many times we've read. All right, let's do it. She's so annoyed. <laughs> yeah, I also right. forgot to say, I'm just so honored that I got to read the first card. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, here we go. I'll be changing the Wi-Fi password so she gets disconnected. <laughs> Shut up. I pay for the Wi-Fi. I'm just going to stop paying for it, and then we all get disconnected. Okay. I'm going to read now. The last time she gets a Pepsi, guys. Jeez Louise, before the That's podcast. That's think. <clears throat> all right. The gate. The scout missile detonates less than 100,000 kilometers away from Kokaitis. A prick of antimatter annihilation that energizes thousands of bomb pumped lasers to spike the void with light. One of those beams strikes the Corsair ships, pierces the stealth system, and reflects. They are discovered. Venia, the Corsair radios, I'm detected. I have to run. That wasn't the deal, Venia shouts, pacing in front of a humming portal. You break me out, you bring me here, and you carry my findings to the city. I need another ten minutes. No time. Royal Guard coming. Shouldn't have paid in advance, Cryptarch. The channel disintegrates into digital static as the Corsair ship accelerates away. Lavinia swears and beats her suited fist against her helmet. She's trapped in Kokaitis. The last time the Awoken trapped anyone here, those poor souls went utterly insane. The doomed crew of the dead orbit scout ship Sophia called this place A113, an innocent catalog number. They had no idea that the gates aboard, once a Golden Age experiment, 
had been captured by the hive deity Crota. Those gates consumed them all. Now, Crota's gone, and Lavinia has gambled everything that the portals have fallen into other hands. Ahamkara make the unreal real. Alice's ship is surrounded by a halo of unreal dark matter, like a ring of probing hands. Guardians can manipulate reality itself. There's a pattern here, a story, and it leads to Kakaitis, to what these gates might do. Logs. She pages frantically through the observations left by the Awoken sentries once stationed here. Kakaitis was abandoned when the Red Legion attacked. All its defenses scattered to reinforce Vesta. What came out of the gate? What did you see? Event 1, time 0000. Portal 3 emitted a hydrogen nucleus. Over 72 hours, the emissions developed from diometric hydrogen to nitrogen, carbon, oxygen, water, and simple organic molecules. At the 80-hour mark, a pallet a pellet of thick black hydrocarbon tar. Until 82-34-15, the gate emitted tar containing complex monomers and polymers. Come on, Lavinia barks, paging ahead. Come on, damn you. Give me something real. Give me the nine. Event one, time 524-03-11. Portal three emitted a living organism. Death was immediate. Autopsy team reports a spherical body, radius 1.1 meters, surfaced in hydrocarbon tar. Deep, evenly spaced throats converged on a central cavity, perhaps intended to serve as a lung and stomach. The body consists of an undifferentiated tissue of primitive cells. A basic spasm reflex forces air down the throat, while enzymes to catalyze metabolism the organism could not serve without in. Oh, you suck. He finally messed up once. Yes, I have to like extra call it out. In like 24 episodes that he's been on. Right. <laughs> without enzymes to catalyze metabolism, the organism could not survive. Cell death occurred instantaneously throughout the mass. There were no provisions for self-repair or reproduction. Lavinia reads this again, horrified and fascinated. Something on the far side of the gate is learning to assemble atoms, molecules, even haphazard life. Something from a world of darkness and dust, probing its way into our structured existence, trying to couple, cobble together a message, an emissary, a body. The nine are on the far side of this gate, She's sure of it. She's found them. But to meet the Nine directly, would that be madness? Would there be any return? Would she ever see the city again? She's come so far for her truth. An alarm sounds in her helmet. Incoming transmat, the suit warns her. Incoming transmat. A radio barks at her, stern as a coral ray. Cryptlark Lavinia Garcia Umar Tawil. It's Paladin Rior. You stand in violation of the Queen's law. Surrender yourself and you will be treated fairly. Lavinia stares into the yawn gate. Behind it lies a realm of utter darkness and dissolution. A place where nothing exists, exists except the most alien forms. You go there, 
would be suicide. She would die like the poor tarball creature. But what lies behind her? Failure? Surrender? Shame? A life in a cell? Lucky Lavinia, she says, and leaps through. I don't know. It's definitely interesting. She's just, like, reading about all of this stuff, and it's just like, well, I'm kind of already effed. Like, I've got nothing else to lose. And just hops through, and I like it. It's gutsy. And the crazy yeah. thing is that this gate, she now thinks... So we've known about this gate for a while. In D1, we read about how the dead orbit ship, everyone basically went crazy and died. But nobody really knew what this was. Now we know that Oryx has owned these before. So first they Crota. were Golden Age Experiment. Yes, and then Crota had them. Now Crota's gone, and the Awoken were kind of just guarding it. And now she assumes that the Nine have captured them. And then if you think that, if you agree that the Nine are on the other side of this portal, they are spinning out this dark ooze goo, trying to form life unsuccessfully. But based on what we've heard, if they truly are dark matter that doesn't really exist in our plane, and they want to study life and death, and they're looking for, what do you say, to renew their flesh from the Ahamkara, sounds like they're trying to make themselves bodies. At least yeah. in some way... To exist in our realm, also. Yeah, but it sounds like they're failing. Yeah, yeah. Said without enzymes to catalyze metabolism, the organism but, cannot survive. Like, but they're well, also investigating guardians. Death. Well, and, and a lot of that it's is true, because, because they don't understand our physiology. Like, but you also, I find it interesting that they're investigating guardians because it's like, okay, we don't want to just make what human bodies you guys have. We want to make the superior version to that which is the guardians. Like we want to figure out what it is about them that can be brought back, how that light works and make that because, you know, like while they are interested in life and death, if you just die the one time, like, okay, well, it's kind of over. Like they need to be able to replicate what the guardians have to be able to consistently study the structure of life and death. And, and I don't know about Hyphen, but I have other theories on that, um, which we can cover at the end. Um, on on what? Sorry, I missed. Why the Nine are studying the Guardians. Oh, yeah. He is Conan yeah. now, so now he's distracted. We don't know exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, she's just so quiet. I didn't know where she went. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's so tiny and quiet, and the next thing you do, you look over and she's chewing on your shoe, or she's chewing on your chapstick, and you're like, when did you even get that? You had a toy five seconds ago. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, like, I, I have my own theories on why the Nine are studying the Guardians. And we'll, we'll go into that at the end. But, uh... Yeah, we don't know for now, but maybe eventually. We, yeah, right now it's all theories. A lot of people yeah. have theories. All right, well, she's jumped through the portal. Things are about to be fun. Mrs. Hyven, do you want to read this next fun card? You got a fun one. Ah, oh, jeez, I hate these. All right, I'm going to be reading the declaration. This is going to be a reading of nine different distinct voices because this is the nine speaking. We're going to give this a shot with uh, nine different distinct voices, all provided by myself. So feel free to laugh along with us because we definitely laughed in prepping this. So again, the declaration. You want our source, our primal cause. We are the shadows 
of your world's mass. Old dark dust, ever gravity flowing. Intelligence whirled round each world's core. Nine hour glasses, pensions, and galactic wind. Too large to see. Too small to miss. Our mass finds your matter freeze. Our philosophies lay divided. We try to guard and nurture you. And we cherish you as shadows cherish flame. Watching your swift, bright lives flicker, die. Sustained by the patterns of your thought. But distant, unreachable. Beyond what we are or what we were. The answer lies in severing. Two sides, a single coin. Alliance and contact, solitude and silence. Do you understand our fates are intertwined? For you see the anisotropy we sustain. But decay is decay is decay. A colossal fragility, a complex fiduciary. Tongueless, we try to speak. There must be another way. We must become more than we are. Always together, never touching. Dependence is death-fated. Do you mind if I read it all through real quick for us? Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> all right. I'll do that then real quick. You want our source, our primal cause? We are the shadows of your world's mass. Our dark dust, ever gravity flowing. Intelligences whirled around each world's core. Nine hourglass pinches in a galactic wind. Too large to see, too small to miss. Our mass binds, your matter frees. Our philosophies lay divided. We try to guard and nurture you. And we cherish you as shadows cherish flame. Watching your swift, bright lives flicker, die. Sustained by the patterns of your thoughts, but distant, unreachable. Beyond what we are or what we were. The answer lies in severing. Two sides, a single coin. Alliance and contact, solitude and silence. Do you understand our fates are intertwined? For you seed the anisotropy we sustain. But decay is decay is decay. A colossal fragility, a complex fiduciary. Tongueless we try to speak. There must be another way. We must become more than we are. Always together, never touching. Dependence is death faded. I feel like there's a lot here to unpack if we read between the lines. I agree. I think they told us a lot more than you. So, yeah, I don't know. Right. Some might realize with a quick overview. Like, Mrs. Hyven and, and, and myself, we all got lost on the funniness that was Mrs. Hyven doing nine different voices. But <laughs> as for the actual content, I see a lot happening here. I definitely agree. 
um, intelligence's world around each world's core, like that in itself is saying that they are the like essentially the souls of each planet. Yeah, I kind of viewed it as you know they make up the planet. Yeah, you know, I think it even has some form. If you go line by line, it's like they're talking to Lavinia when she first gets there. You want our oh, source. Yeah, you want to know about yeah. it. Yeah, and she says, he, I love how it starts off, we are the shadows of your world's mass. We talked about dark matter not being able to see it. Our old dusk ever gravity flowing. They're just tied to gravity and the forces around the world. And as you says, intelligence, you know, wrapped around each world's core. I view it as the same as like the dark matter is wrapped around each planet. They are the dust of yeah. each planet. Um, they are, like later on when it talks <clears throat> about too large to see and too small to miss. Yeah, exactly. They they are pinches. They are the galactic wind, as it said, right? That they're too large to see, too small to miss. That they are the everything that is like the dark matter. But on a scale, they're so small, you almost can't see them. But it's like impossible to not, to, to you know, you have to know they're there. Um, and then, of course, right at the end, our philosophies lay divided. We'll find out that not all of the nine well, have the same. Well, we, we discovered that last time. Yeah, uh, only five were talking at that time. Well, not last time, but a, a couple times a couple, ago. Yeah. Um, when Oren was talking to the five. Yep, they told her to count the voices. There were only five of them there. Yeah. Not nine. Yeah, and, and I love how, and then it continues on, you see a little bit more. So that's kind of like this, they're kind of describing what they are. They're just like, they exist. They are. They are the universe. They're the dark matter of the universe. Um, and then they're trying to guard and nurture us. Um, they, they cherish us because, as we talk about later, they know that they're linked to us. Um, they see that we die. And I like this one. Sustained by patterns of your thought. It's almost like they can't exist without. It's like without us, kind of thing. Um, it, it, honestly, that that kind of reads <clears throat> me like. A religious text, mm-hmm. like God doesn't exist unless you think about it. Yeah, exactly. In a, in a world where nobody discusses or questions, you know, it kind of just lays dormant, right? So, like, if yeah. we weren't questioning and thinking about the nine, they would almost like not have the power that they do. They would not be in existence. Um, distant, unreachable. We know that we can't really get them. Um, Here's one from Mrs. Hyven, beyond what we are or what we were. Yeah. Their, their origin. Um, and then this is the part that can get almost a little, this is kind of, this makes, this is one of my philosophies on what they are trying to do is kind of coming up to here. And I think, I think maybe Bife or Mylan, someone had something similar to this, talks about how the answer lies in severing two sides of a single coin, um, you know, alliance and contact, solitude and silence. They are linked to us in some way, but they almost want to be separated. Um, well, their existence read, is relying on us, but they want to be split off, which is what the next, I think, part. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, because it says, do you understand our fates are intertwined? And then it says, for you seed the ancetropy we sustain. And when you look up that word, so it says that we seed it. And that word, the definition, is the property of being directionally dependent. So, like, they are... We see it like they are dependent on us being for them to be. Yeah, and then they are colossal, but they're fragile. You know, a colossal fragility, a complex um, fiduciary, which is 
involving trust, especially with regard to the relationship between a trustee and a beneficiary. So basically, like once again, we're tied together. Um, and then once again, there must be another way. We must become more than we were, always together, but never touching. Dependent is death faded. So they're acknowledging that, that we need to be separate from each other. We are always going to be together. We're always the same coin, but we're two sides of that coin. We're always together. We're never touching because ultimately, if we are linked completely to each other in a dependent matter, say it's death faded. They don't believe that they could survive being linked to this world. And that leads me into just like the, the scientific aspect of this whole thing. You know, matter and dark matter are related to each other. You know, our whole universe, everything we see is all matter, but that's only a small percentage of the matter in the universe. Like 90-some percent is like dark matter. Um, so I view it as like, and when you have matter, you have to have dark matter. In a way, they are like almost like the opposite of us, but like the same as us, and they're trying to find a way to be part, but also separate. Like, I just had a thought that doesn't really work well here. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> well, let's well, hear it anyway. Well, because like, it work somewhere else. Well, because, like, so we know that the first five voices are the ones that are dealing with Orin and Zer. They're the okay. ones who sent the emissaries to study the, the mm -hmm. guardians. So then the last four voices are the ones who are in the other faction. We don't quite know exactly what that faction is doing. I see what you're saying there, though. Because if we, even if we, if we go, exactly, you're right. Because the first couple kind of describe, and the second ones are almost always like another viewpoint. Especially yes. this first section. They talk about cherishing, guiding us, how they watch us, you know, we think about them. But then the next line talks about the severing, the two sides of a coin. I, and I, I see that there. I see that like they have a, a combined right. goal, but their viewpoint on how to get there is very different. You are very right. So it seems like one half is trying to learn from us and help us in some way. They want to understand death. They want to free us maybe from something. And then the other half is trying to sever themselves from us to become like their own entity. Right. That's and pretty like, good. It, I like it that. It worked for the second and third paragraphs, but it didn't exactly work for the first. And that's why and I was like... I agree. I saw that too. But you know what? The first one is almost just the description of what they are. So, you know, but you so, do see at the very, very last, they do mention that our philosophies are divided. And after they say our philosophies are divided, the next two uh, like paragraphs do have divided philosophies. So I think that's actually very fitting thought the first five yeah. are one faction the next four could be the other that's perfect thank you for validating that oh that's better now <laughs> that is actually really no i i definitely do see that that's really good well then i suppose we should probably move on because we talked about separate factions but we are actually going to have that confirmed in lore reading um and we have two more left so we should probably knock those out yep so i'll be covering the next one <clears throat> the nine I am, 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 I. At first, this is all the loop of dust can calculate. It is the hardest thing in the universe for the dust to make a loop at all. Because, like a gust of wind or a river, it was only meant to move one way. For a mind to function, the end of one thought 
must alter the beginning of the next. So, like rivers, the wind... Oh, I'm, I'm, I realize I screwed up one word. Perfectionist. Yeah, but it screws up your whole, like, you realize something doesn't sound right, and then you mess yourself up. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> For a mind to function, the end of one thought must alter the beginning of the next. So like rivers, like wind, the nine could not have minds until they could make loops. Lavinia Garcia Umer Tawil comprehends the nine. They were already ancient when the first human beings named themselves. Their flesh was older than stars. The dark dust wind that blows through the galaxy, pinched by the gravity of soul and its planets, drawn into their cores and exhaled again. These were the nine. In time, loops did form. Great arcs of outbound dust collapsed back to their sources to create circuits of shadow. The thickening and thinning of these circuits were the first thoughts of the nine. They dwelt in massive indifference, unborn primordial gods. There was no force among them except gravity, no structure except the distribution of mass. Their hearts were in the cores of worlds, but their farthest streams faded out into the turn of the galaxy. They were the fountains of Achilles, the night before chaos. But life arose on the worlds at the heart of the Nine. Tiny, complicated motions of ecosystems and metabolisms and computations. That life left mass shadows in the wind of the Nine, plucking at them like harp strings. From these trembles of structure, the Nine learned to seed enormous, resonating waves, thoughts vaster than worlds. So the Nine awoke. And in time, they understood that they were as fragile as they were mighty. For if the life that seeded their thoughts ever passed away, they too would vanish. They had no eyes to catch light. They had no ears to hear. And yet, they turned their wills upon the alien world of matter and strove to learn. For they knew they had to protect their hearts or die. With a horror of revelation so absolute that it would drive her mad if she still had sanity to lose, Lavinia understands where the Nine have always been. They are within everyone, every system, every living and moving thing. Trillions and pentillions of slim dark matter tentacles plunged through all our bodies, drinking up the complexity of our lives and thoughts. We are all pinched silhouettes impaled on the twitchings of infinitely long spider legs. So this one is great. I think this helps us to appreciate what the two factions want, but also how they started. Um, I like how it helps us to appreciate before that the nine have always exist. They were there. They're older than the stars, than everything. I think they were there the second this universe existed. However, they didn't have consciousness or know that right away. It helps to appreciate that basically they didn't come into consciousness and have thoughts until the first signs of, of life in the matter realm 
came into existence. And when that happened, as they talk about the loop started going, their minds existed. And that's when they realized that they were linked to the world of matter. As they said in that card before, we had said that uh, uh, in our last card, we talked about how basically they were, now I can't find it, but that basically they were tied, uh, yeah, there you go, sustained by the pattern of your thoughts. They, as they said, um, where is it? Here we go. Or if the life that seeded their thoughts ever passed away, they too would vanish. That for they knew that they had to protect their hearts or die. So apparently, while they have always been in existence, their existence in a sense of knowing and, well, consciousness uh, is reliant on the existence of, I mean, not just humanity, but life in the, the matter universe. And to me, that tells us those are what these two factions are really going for. They both understand that their existence is reliant on our world. However, one is seeking, I would say, to protect, to keep them alive, where the other, I think, is trying to somehow find a way to separate themselves from our realm in order to stay alive. Uh, does that make sense? They both are trying to live, but or, or would say one of them maybe is trying to enter our realm. That's what they're trying to make bodies, where the other one is trying to separate themselves completely so that they are un... Um, Un, not connected to to our world yeah and then uh, of course lavinia kind of gets the bombshell i guess dropped is that basically the nine are everywhere in everything they're in every person every planet all over the place like i said they basically are dark matter and dark matter is everywhere just can't be seen with the naked eye i just like that it discusses her losing her sanity if she still had any because she just jumped into somehow like their plane. So it, to some, in some way, she's like, well, what did they say at the very beginning? It took the nine a little bit of time in order to get the loop running for her mind to function. Is that kind of what? For their mind to function. Yeah. yeah and, and, when, and that's kind of my thought is the same thing happened to her, though. It took a little while for possibly some new form of her. Like, we don't know what way she exists. We don't know what plane she's on now. In my mind, she's almost just like a consciousness. Maybe she, you know, maybe her, if, if, if bodies can't come through the portal, who's to say that a body could survive going through the portal? But I would argue that at least her consciousness is. So that's kind of why I think it's like, um, like you said, she'd be driven mad if she still had any sanity to lose because like, Whatever the heck's happening to her in there, it's not like anything any person has ever experienced. Yeah. There you go, Mrs. Hyven. Uh, you didn't really get your... The nine are awoken. <laughs> but you kind of know what they are now. I still think that somehow that might be tied into something. The fact that Mara has such a strong connection with the nine. Um, but... At this point, we have no connection to the nine awoken that vanished when they went into the distributary. <clears throat> so sorry about that, but it's fine. I knew it wasn't going to happen. I'm just saying this is what I want. Well, I'm welcome just... to the Destiny world, man. We all have theories that are broken. <laughs> Pretty often, I'm still going off the theory that the nine that were missing from Mara's ship were the nine in actual human form. That's kind of what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. That, like, they somehow are using them as bodies. 
like there's no way to prove it yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of what i think too it's like, like those it, are though. those are their bodies they are trying to put their consciousness into kind of thing right yeah. so someday like nine awoken are going to stumble out of that gate and be like <laughs> but would they even be awoken yet yeah i don't think so i think they'd still be human it's true i don't think it's they would change well who is to say that those nine it, it depends this? on it depends on when the actual awoken part of them was created well let's say it doesn't matter who they were just nine individuals came through one oh, for yeah. each of them and they they were studying them and maybe that's what gave them the idea of how life was to be formed. Do you know what I'm saying? They were unfortunately yeah. just science projects, and now they're trying to form bodies of their own. That could work too. So it could have something. And you know, I don't want to kill Mrs. Hyven's dreams. Some dreams for. It's uh, fine know. as long as Sharita comes back and her and Mara live happily ever after. Like I know is going to happen. We're good. <laughs> I don't know, and she might be back. We'll see. Someday. Yeah, I think, uh, no, not even someday. I think we're, like, massively prepping for that to happen, potentially, with some upcoming lore uh, once the pyramid ships come in. That's a long ways off, but yeah. I thought we were just talking about the pyramid ships. Yeah, but possibly in Destiny 3. That could so? be another yeah, year. It's not that's, that long off. That's coming in 2020. Too. Yeah, it's rumored 2020, so. That's still not that long off. Not that long, I guess. But... Don't start with no. All right. About well, it depends. It usually comes out months. Yeah, <clears throat> usually comes out at the end of the year, so into twenty twenty. September, really. Yeah, it's always September. Let's get real. Yeah. All right. I'll read our last card then. The witch came now. The traveler, and with it, a strange hope. For the traveler's light had the power to cause, without causation. If the nine had the light. They could seed their own minds, free themselves from the dependence on matter life. They could gain forces beyond gravity of structure themselves and so become more than wraiths of dark dust. They could enter the mad alien superworld of our chemical reality. So they turned to this new hope and were divided. Come to me, a voice calls to Lavinia, although there is nowhere to go, nothing to be. Not even emptiness, but the absence of anything to be empty or full. Vinia perceives without emotion that she now exists as a structure of dark dust, a sandstorm blowing against itself. Come, the voice calls. I am Nasya. You are not safe. Come with me. Not safe? No, of course she is not safe, because there are factions among the nine. One faction sent Zer and Orin to study Guardians and the Light, to seek the secret of effect without cause, and to protect the source of that secret, the last source, now that the Ahamkar are gone. Those five played at alchemy with the Kakaitis Gates, turning dark dust into energy and then into matter. But they could not unlock the secrets of our mad existence. They needed ambassadors. Go between. The other faction walks a different path. path of folds and needles slipped through space-time itself. Existential syringes yielding new spaces to be remade as the Nine desire. They have tried to gather enough dark dust in one place to form a black hole, 
and found it difficult when the dark matter collapses into gravity's fist. Dust passes through itself and scatters. But difficult is not impossible, and there is far, far more dark matter in the universe than bright. They will find a way to make new worlds of it. They will end their dependence on life and on the light of guardians, which the falling veil will soon snuff out forever. In passing, Lavinia sees the entire history of the Queen's interactions with the Nine, more than anyone suspected, and more vital. She sees how one of the Nine blinded, blinded guardians to Gaul's approach, risking everything, for Gaul would have destroyed the Sun and the Nine with it, to learn how to steal the light. She sees how that one was punished. Come, Nasia calls urgently. Come with me. Come quickly before something dark and hypodermic pierces the void beneath Lavinia and slurps her down, pulls her through a proboscic so tiny that it breaks her apart into a stream of single particles one after another. She is annihilated and reborn somewhere, somewhen, made of flesh again, shaking and dripping, fierce sweat, mewling like a little baby. Her cheek presses against a warm wooden floor. There's a fireplace and a fire in it and strong wind outside that sucks at the flames. The clever-looking old lady at the desk looks up. Ah, she says, Lavinia, you made it. What? Lavinia gasps. What? She smiles as if Lavinia's confusion is the sweetest greeting she's ever heard. Don't be afraid. You've come to exactly the right place. Where? Some place where you're appreciated. Where we can really use everything you've learned. The old lady pours a thin stream of tea into a cup of bone. Didn't I tell you that you were lucky back when you were born? <laughs> Crazy card, dude. Right. So. All right, I'm first comment. So. <laughs> Like, I had to double check, because I'm... Yeah. Uh, so, the nine were te temporarily the ten. I don't know about that. Well. Why? Why do you say ten? Because of the one who was punished? No. Because Lavinia... Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. dark dust. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like I was saying, Lavinia's body <laughs> was gone. She was just literally, like, in their realm, another consciousness. That's yeah. true. They were the ten. <laughs> kind of. Nine and a visitor. And then she got slurped back into existence. Was Edna Mode and guest. Yeah, she had a guest pass. <laughs> Edna Mode and guest. Um, oh, I'm trying to remember who Nasia was. Orin. As an Awoken. Before she came. So the emissary used to be a guardian named Orin. And before Orin was a guardian, she was an Awoken of the Reef named Nasia, who was sent out by the queen. Well, she actually volunteered to go out and tell people about the queen and how amazing she was, basically. And that was the card where we are going to read Anecdysis, where right. something happens to her. Um, I kind of don't want to ruin it, because it's just kind of awesome. Don't ruin it. It's next week. Yeah, it's next you week. You two, yeah. Anecdysis. We are getting there. Remember? So, yeah. <sighs> right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like... <clears throat> The implications of this right here, like that, that, 
Did you okay? This this is in this card, so I'm not ruining next. Week. Did you notice that she doesn't refer her to herself as um, the emissary here? She calls herself Nasia, and also so like my thinking is, and and the emissary is a physical being, and we know that they can't take bodies, so it is almost like the person who was Nasia is now living amongst the nine. And it's like the emissary is an R plane. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like two separate consciousness. I just find it really weird that she refers to herself as Nasia. Also, the fact that, that was her you awoken. To yourself as Nasia. Well, and also the fact that that is her awoken name. And if we're saying that, like, there's a strong tie to Mara and possibly the awoken, somehow, sh- I-, I don't know. It's just well, because I mean. I- <sighs> Like, I don't want to dive too far into it because... Calm we, down, boys. We will yes. be covering Oren next week. Why don't we come back to this then, after? But, like, yeah. 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 For more discussion, I should say. But, yeah. Uh, but we do get, once again, final clarification of stuff we've been talking about themselves. Lavinia sees that there were there are two factions. Once again, one faction sent out Zer and Oren. In order to study the light, see how that the traveler could make things happen without, you know, without causation, being as the um, the Ahamkara were gone. It's the last thing that can do this, right? Also, these are the five that try to create matter through the Kakaitis gates. The tar balls. It, yeah, they basically wanted to come. It almost is like they wanted to have existence in our world. Yeah. At, um. But they realized at this point they couldn't do it, so they got ambassadors. That's why they have um, people like Xur uh, and Oren. While they make deals with people like Mara, we see that Mara has made more deals than anyone has ever suspected, and it's much more important with the Nine. She sees that. It was like the second Lavinia got in there, she knew everything about the Nine. Nobody had to tell her. It's crazy. Uh, We see that one of those five also in trying to... um, I assume it's the five, but one of the nine was, only one of them was responsible for Gaul entering into our system. And in fact, that one was punished because while it worked, uh, there was a chance that Gaul could have killed us all and the Traveler and they would have been screwed. Um, Yeah, and then, so, and then what I'm seeing, what this separate faction of four looks like they're doing, it looks like they're trying to create a new realm or world where they can live independent from our, what do they call it? Our, like, they call it light or something like that. But our matter world. Right. Like, our light matter world. I'm wondering if the creation of the Awoken was because of them. Exactly what I was wondering. If this was one of their tests. Right. They were trying to make black holes. And what happened to the Awoken? They got pulled into this weird black hole, white hole combination. The Omni hole, exactly. (laughs) And that's kind of my thinking. They said that they failed at this in the past, but because dark matter is so prevalent, they can keep going. And like, um, they will find a way to make new worlds. They will end their dependence on life. Like, for all we know, the Awoken were a success at that. They lived in a world where they would have never died. Granted, the Nine didn't go there, the Awoken did, but I think that is possibly what they're trying to do. They're trying to make a world yeah. free from matter where they would never die. Yeah, and I think, so, 
I'm telling you, Mrs. Hyven, I'm thinking that the Nine and the Awoken somehow are very linked together. Um, outside I also, of Mara. Outside of Mara, of course. Um, I also think that the Awoken might be linked. My personal theory is still that the Awoken, that darkness that first attacked might have something to do with the pyramid ships, but we'll find that out hopefully soon. But yeah, pretty crazy. And then, of course, the craziest part of all, she's just, she's in this plane where they can't make bodies. Next thing you know, she's sucked through, she's turned into even smaller particles, sucked through who knows what, and next thing you know, she's in a body by a fireplace with an old lady. Not just an old lady, the witch who called her lucky at birth. Yeah, exactly. So, number one, is this a vision? Because how did she get pulled back into an actual body? Um, That's my thought. And two, who the hell is this old witch? Well, and, and especially with the fact that, like, when I first read this, I thought the old lady was Nasia. So then yeah, no, this is the I started that she making was... weird connections because <laughs> Nasia becomes yeah. a guardian and loses her previous life. Yeah. So then how does she remember her previous life? <laughs> yeah, and that's kind of my old. Yeah, no. I think this this is the this is the witch. This these are the people that uh, Nasia was warning her about. Come urgently, come with me quickly before, bam, too late. She got pulled through this portal and is now with this somehow creepy old lady that um knows her. So I don't know if this is a vision or if she's literally been pulled somewhere. But regardless, this witch is not not normal so i've heard a lot of people theorizing who is this witch some people are claiming like oh it has to do with something to do with sabathun because she's referred to as a witch um i don't think so um i don't know who the heck the witch is supposed to be but somebody who gave her a name at birth see i have no clue man i could see it being sabathun but sabathun um, has never appeared well, like, as a i don't know we've never seen anything well, like this from sabathun so sabathun's whole point is cunning deception yeah that would be true so her appearing as as a human would be perfect that would be true maybe um, this is not the old lady that originally was from her birth she's just tending yeah but i don't know that the sabathun have dealings with the nine at this point the other hint that i had was uh the old lady pours a thin stream of tea into a cup of bone um, yeah you like, think there's still possible ahamkara around I, I don't just, know. Or maybe, yeah, or do you think it's just somebody who has some power from of Ahamkara? If they... Yeah, because, like... Uh, yeah, I don't think we have enough information at this point to, like, say... Because you could go crazy and say Sabathun was the last person to have a living Ahamkara. We killed Riven. What happened to the body? Well, it was taken, possibly, by Sabathun. Sabathun has all the bones. You could get crazy, but I right. just don't think that this is Sabathun. I think this is another player unrelated or possibly someone because originally i thought it had to do with just the other faction the other faction of the nine but now i don't even know if that's the case i think this is a completely separate a completely third entity that like oh man this is hurting my head creepy (laughs) old lady man i hate to do it but poor mrs hyven when i heard this i just envisioned poor eva just standing in the corner have some tea she always freaks me out, man. I'm telling you, her voice sometimes. I know she's your she just, best friend, but 
She you need to is, sack up. She was a scary little old lady standing <laughs> in the corner. No. No new shaders for old Eva. Eva Levanta is the witch confirmed. Just kidding. Even if she is. Get some power. Bad yeah, right. Witch. She went through some rough times. She came out as the witch. Yeah. That's right. She's just reinventing herself in her old age. Well, all and, right. and, well, that's all I got. And for Eva to have pulled somebody from dark dust and actually create a body, like, that's impressive. You're, <laughs> You're doing big things in the world. That's oh, impressive. More caffeine. I'm about to go hard on cleaning this house. Sounds good. Well, then, that we're about done. So, yeah. uh, next week, everyone, prepare to continue the story. So, next week, we're going to go into Eggdysis, and that is going to be... A little bit about the nine, but it's mostly going to be about the emissary of the nine. And not even the... no, it's not even going to be about the card. It's going to be about Elamist. next week. No, right, right, right. Okay. Well, yes, there are some connections to other individuals that we've discussed, not just the emissary, and that is what Elamist really wants to get into. Me too. It also has a lot to do with the um, invitations of the nine, which is why we're covering it first. So, and I think Elamist will be dropping some fan theory of his own that I actually am starting to just we geeked out on a long time ago but I think we're almost getting a little bit of evidence towards so oh, please tune in it's about yeah, to get intense yeah uh, but shout outs Elemis you're first on the list so uh, I've got three Ishtar Collective well. like always <laughs> uh, second shout out to Bungie as we were recording this they posted web lore what? Y- yes, yes. It was like you said, the lore was going to come out today. It was true? <laughs> <laughs> so are those more like with our lore previews that are out now? Yes, yes. All right, well, I know what I'm doing after this. Why? Right. The no, bath. you're getting me more caffeine while you read this. Um, but yeah, so second to Bungie, because I have new lore to read yeah. leading up to the new season. Uh, and then third... I got a little bit active on Twitter like Friday because I was kind of bored oh. with work. Um, Dude, can we talk about our Twitter followers? I really love hey, like the conversations we have this out. week. I want to hear what this guy has to say. Sorry, well, yeah. so like, I, I had happened across um, a, a picture that Bell Bunny, yeah, had posted, and I shared it, and I was like, "This is what we've been talking about for for." the past couple weeks you know yeah. mental health and and oh yeah For those kind of, of you who don't know i just pulled it up it says um understand this you can sound confident and have anxiety you can look healthy but feel like beep i'll just bleep myself there <laughs> you can look happy you can and say be it. We can miserable explicit if we have to <laughs> you can look happy and be miserable inside you can be good looking and feel ugly. So be kind because every person is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Yep. And I, I, I loved re- it. Like I retweeted it and I was like, this is exactly what we've been talking about in our shout outs for the last couple weeks. Yeah. And like the thing that really got me was Bill went ahead and liked what I said. So I was like, yeah. validation. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't know, babe, Bell Bunny was one of the old hosts um, for Guardian Radio. And she also, at one point, I'm not sure if it's still the case, was the, uh, um, she was the founder of the largest all 
females clan in Destiny. And uh, I can tell she was like kind of a big deal. I don't know if she's as active in Destiny as much, but she's still always she's definitely still part of the community. Um, And she's also a big uh, activist for mental health. So uh, definitely, hey, shout out to Belle for still being uh, there in the community and trying to help out people. Yeah. And that's it for me. <laughs> um, for myself? Yeah, I just wanted Mrs. Hyven read. Oh, she's probably going to go into hers, but we she started a, a topic on Twitter earlier in the week. Just yeah. talking about, like, Destiny memories and what Destiny meant to people. And um, shout out to all you people out there who, like myself and my co-host here, who have had Destiny kind of, like, change your life. Um, in a positive way and really either just made you more confident in playing with others or you made friends or lasting relationships. Like I said, this game is more than just a game. It is why those who are really in this community are still playing to this day because uh, Bungie has created something more than just a fun looter shooter, um, but they have created a community. So shout out to the community. Shout out to Bungie. And shout out to all those who uh, commented on what the game means to you. Yeah, so I tweeted specifically this week that it was um, an earlier Twitter follower who had posted something that kind of put that in my mind. And I actually want to share his tweet because it really meant a lot to me. And I shared it in our our group, um, you know, podcast chat that we have. Um, he was one of our early followers, and he he reached out really early on and was, like, talking with us and very supportive. Um, hopefully, he still listens. We're many episodes in at this point than when he followed. I'm assuming he would. I don't think we've sucked that bad lately. Um, but anyway, this is a tag is at Derpy McSquirtle. I love it. And he's got a little Squirtle um, image. A little Derpy Anyways. Squirtle. Yeah, he was responding to Xbox, actually. Xbox, like the official Xbox Twitter, asked the question, what game changed your life? Um, and so he started by saying that Super Mario Bro got him into gaming. But then he went on, and this is what really touched me. He said, but more recently, Destiny, for helping me survive the passing of my partner five years ago. And also Anthem, for helping me get past my anxiety and to meet great new friends who I otherwise would have never found. Um, so, you know, we all know that we've met family and friends basically through um, Destiny and maybe some of our other games that we play. But to read something about someone who got through, A, an issue I have myself with anxiety, and B, yeah. the passing of their partner, I mean, that just really shows the love of these communities and just how much we as individuals have the availability to touch other people's lives simply doing something we already love to do. Um, so again, just um, in reiteration to Elmas, a shout out, you know, be kind to one another because you really don't know what people are going through. You know, the people he played with may not have had any idea and may have just been a support system for him without even knowing it so we have no idea who we're playing with or what's going on in their lives um and just remember that this is such an interesting platform for each and every person who has an account to be able to get online and play with other people you have an opportunity daily to make someone's day better um and you have no idea how you're doing that um and you may never know the impact but just as a reminder you know that's such an important thing um, you know, cause I, I think a lot of us in our day to day feel like what impact are we really having? What are we really doing? But you may not have any idea. So just your general, um, kindness to another person playing online could be having more of an impact than you'll ever know. Yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah. So his his tweet really, really touched my heart this past week. Um, and that's what led me to ask others, you know, what his destiny meant for them. And I really, really loved getting um, to chat with some of the people on our Twitter account. Um, it was really nice just to hear from other people um, and just to talk with you guys. So please continue to chat with us. Um, it was great. I'm going to try and figure out other things to ask you guys because I really loved hearing from you guys this week and I want to continue to do that. Very nice. Nice. Well, I guess we can end it on just remember what this community means to you and be kind. You don't have to always play, but make sure you're kind to everybody. Indeed. All right. Well, this is, this is Guardians of Lore signing off. See you later. Take care. Bum, bum, bum. Goodbye. Well, I'm like, it, it's funny because we're calling you it. You peed. You look me dead in the eye and peed. All right, well, oh, God, you're chewing and yelling. <laughs> that was the little thing she could have ever done. They're unhappy with their service right now. And just think, like, these are just dogs. My sister had an incident with my nephew. She um, stripped him down and told him, all right, go to the bathroom. And as he's running to the bathroom, he stops, pops a squat, poops and pees, and then continues running to the bathroom. I'm going to make this full page. I feel like. As opposed to quarter page? It's like two thirds a page. Rawr. You figure that out and silence her, and then we'll get started. I don't know how to silence her. You tell me how to silence her, and then we'll talk. Um, put her in an airtight area. Shut up. No. You're stupid. Behind some glass. Glass is pretty soundproof. All right. Here we Almost go. Glass of my apartment. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how to make this bigger. It's upsetting. There's a couple ways. Um, Usually you start you by mean? dancing evocatively. <laughs> what are you trying to, to make bigger? Panel. Like the little like side panel is open and I don't know how to close it. What are you on? Your tablet or the computer? I have no idea what you're computer? doing. These are both tablets. Let's get that. One's really is a computer though one's a computer that wants to be a tablet <laughs> it's got a the full, other actually is a tablet it's got a full computer operating system i don't know how to close this panel out normally this isn't here and it's bothering me oh i didn't yeah i didn't click that button i didn't know about that button huh you can hear me playing with my phone yep oh well, then I guess I'll stop having any fun. Please. <laughs> yeah, put the solitaire away. I didn't even yeah. know. I didn't. I was just, I was just, I was <laughs> just doing this. You said you could hear it. Yep. All right, here we go. Get dustier. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Say here we go again. Here we go. Just felt like we needed to round it out with three.
Here we go, here we go, here we go. Oh, that's all right, for Gambit. All right, all right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Good old allergy medicine. Probably should have taken that, but I'll be all right. He didn't take all that right. medicine for a second day in a row. Take it after we record. No, you won't. Don't lie. Okay, okay fine. All right, I'm starting. brother. We believe in you. Hey, you don't. <laughs> you got this. What's happening? Do you hear that? Nope. Anybody else get a weird noise? Sound like there was a jackhammer in my in, <laughs> in my headphone. <laughs> nope, that's all you, babe. Do you remember the time we were talking about jackhammers? And I was like, you're a jackhammer. And it was right in front of your mom. <laughs> I totally forgot about that until No, you right were drinking now. out of a straw, and it was making a crazy noise. And I said, it sounds like a mini jackhammer. And you looked at me and said, like, you're, you're a mini jackhammer. Mini jackhammer. And your mom is right there. Apologize, everyone. She I is forgot about that until just right now. Different time than we normally record, and she is lively this morning. Oh my right now, but... god, I forgot about that. I just spit this on myself. This is what it's like working so with hard. a married couple. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it's god. like with Mrs. Hyman. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh gosh. All right. Well, Ms. Hyman, would you like to... I just text you all of these things I just screenshot about being married because they made me die laughing. Right. Well, why don't you get us started by reading... So you can box. read those while I read the rest. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think about the other one. When your mom thought I said something about your... little Paul, I can't remember what oh that one God. was. Oh, God. Can we stay on topic a little bit? <laughs> no. Oh, we... Not at all. We don't need our internet dropping again, so let's get some recording in. Oh, I remember! Can we put those in the bloopers at least, Elements? It was when I was oh, like, not in the main. Okay. Don't not in the main. On my... No, that's what it was. I said something about how I was going to. Because you wouldn't stop using my boobs as bongos. And I was like, I'm going to bongo on your little pop. And I don't remember what your mom and thought she I said. said. Did you just say you were going to vomit on his. <laughs> that's what it was! <laughs> And she seemed really okay with me saying that, which was the best part. Oh, oh God. Oh, my God. Love his mom. These were, like, really early on in our, like, marriage, too. So, oh, God. All right. Anyways, since this is in the bloopers, transition. <laughs> transition, brother. I'm Cryptarch Lavinia. Garcia. Um, 12. Umer Tawal. Umer. <laughs> Where were those on my list of words? Yes. Umer uh, Twawal. Umer Tawil. Umer Tawil. Also, Zer, Zer, I mean, what's happening? Zer. That's that weird. It's just, she's just, you know, when somebody says a word in, like, let's say, like Spanish and they don't throw the accent with, like, the tilde or something like that, and you can, like, correct them. I don't know. Lavinia seems like she's been a bit of an She's a cryptarch. It's her job. And what I know of other cryptarchs is they're kind of a pop. Exactly. Kind of got to stick Pretty up there. Pretty much. Right. It's in training. <laughs> Pretty much. Okay, so how am I supposed to say this? Ermer Twawel? Umer. Umer. To Will. Umer Ta Will. Umer Ta Will. That's going to sound great later. La Vina Garcia 
Umar Tawil. That's perfect. <laughs> so if I say this one wrong, I'm just going to keep going and you can cut that in, right? <laughs> it sounds so funny. I've had a Pepsi. Okay, I'm trying to get it back together, but I can't, you guys. I can't do it, you guys. I'm I think so it's time sorry. for you to vacuum the floor like you promised after that Pepsi. Oh. Oh, my God. I don't know where either of the dogs went. They both just left me, so who the hell knows what they're getting into. It's a whole different issue. Okay. Umer Tawil. <clears throat> Did anybody else hear that? No? I keep getting weird noises. Oh, you have my Discord signed in on there. You're getting Discord notifications. Turn off notifications on the tablet. <laughs> What's happening? What's happening? At this point, just close out of Discord. She won't know how. I have it. It always pops. I don't know how! Give me one second. I'll quit Discord on that. I forgot it's on there, too. <laughs> I think I found it. Just like exit out of it. Is that enough? I exited out of it. No, because I have it so it always stays as a buffer. To quit it here. Mm, yeah, I wouldn't have known how to do that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I'm good. Sorry. This was oh, not man. my fault. Does anybody hear a jackhammer? Yeah, I don't know how that's a jackhammer. It's a no. That was like something went wrong in my sound, and it was like. Mike, <laughs> <laughs> oh, where'd you come from, you little little, little pop? All right, so we're gonna attempt to get card one done, and then Mrs. Hyven will not read a single card after this. All right, continue. Shut up! Boom! Nailed it. Shimizu, Hassan, Mrs. <laughs> Hyven. You got a long one. Where did you go? What's happening? She's raising the desk. Why? <laughs> Sorry, I didn't think that would distract you that much. Because <laughs> my shoulder's really hurting and I need to try to move around. <laughs> it's been oh, long. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you see her? She's so annoying. <laughs> You're so cute. Her legs have gotten so long. Mommy's got food. Obviously yeah. that means food for me. Right? I don't even know where Callie went. Oh, is she? Okay. I guess I'll start reading. She's just going to try and beg for it the whole time. Excuse me. Wow. <laughs> My mouth was closed, too. That's a bad one. No, go away, Kona. Little pops have no hair. Ivan. It's okay. He'll bleep it out. Uh, <laughs> he popped his head in like jeez Kona <coughs> it's my donut <coughs> what am I supposed to do with this I think I have to eat this before I read yeah do that this man's going to have to probably raid here soon-ish I feel like they're going to be like Elmist where are you So yeah whenever like, you have to go just let us stuff. know Nobody said anything yet, so I'm I'm good. Well, if we don't finish before you gotta go, we'll just finish it up later. As a side note, 
What is everybody's fascination with calling Kuria a she? Why? People have been saying that lately? Saying she? Yeah. Like, every theory that I've read about, you know, Kuria and, and what's coming with Season of Opulence, they refer to Kuria as a she. I thought you said Korea, and I was just like, I don't know, cars, planets, like, countries, those are just all she's, right? <laughs> well, so, like... So, I don't know what you're talking about, to give any input. Fill me in. I have no I idea. Donut. I would say that the Vex are genderless, so it's kind of... Maybe they just choose... I would just call it it. Yeah. And maybe they're they're, like, channeling... Savathun through it, like whenever they say she, they mean acting as like there's there's daughters of Sabathun. Have we seen like a we've seen like vessels or like minions of Korea, but I don't think we've ever seen any like children. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can understand maybe if they were like children of, but it's like a vex hive mind. It's an it. Yeah. Nobody called Atheon man. Hmm. Yeah, like nobody called Atheon a he. Or anything. Crota, I can understand because he's the son of Oryx. But yeah, just just me randomly ranting. Actually, sure about that. I didn't pay attention to people calling her she. I'm curious. It was just funny because I've I've got the Lauren Spinfoil um, channel for my my clan up, and they were referring to Kuria, and it. They being one of my my clanmates, and they were referring to Kuria as a she, and I'm like, I'm not one to usually get hung up on on, you know, the the pronouns or anything, but like, this seems kind of weird to me. They wanted to get human qualities, and they decided to go with a woman instead of a man, I guess. And, and just to explain for Mrs. Hyven, personification—that's the grammatical literary term. Yeah. I well, learn I, things in English class, man. Things I can never unlearn. <laughs> things you can never unsee. <laughs> That's got to be old. Well, and, and like just to explain to you, it's a giant robot that got taken, but it, it was left some of its free will. So it can act I on I feel its like own, having free will it... does make it more of a person type thing. Right. All Vex have their own free will, though. Vex are machines, though. They're sentient machines. But I do see why that could lead people to give it a pronoun. I think they wanted to give it a pronoun. I don't know that it deserved to have one. Right. But, like, it, it started as an it, and then it was just kind of transitioned. I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's done things that make it seem female. I don't know. It's life. I also you really want, don't either. So <laughs> I also need to look into the books of sorrow because it actually might refer to something there. Maybe it refers to she there. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think I've ever noticed that to be honest myself. So I'm not sure. And like, I, I never really picked up on any of it until hearing everybody's theories on it, and everyone is referring to Kuria as a she, and I'm like. Okay, maybe I missed something. Just me, though. <laughs> okay, big yawn, ready to go. 
Do you have both the dogs? Where are the dogs? In the hallway. Dogs. Dogs. Right. Yo, dog. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, there's one. Hi, you're so cute and squishy. Come here. Come here. You're so cute and squishy. You want to read? Do you want to read? Say bark, bark, bark. Bark, bark, bark. Bark, 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 bark. That's how you read. Oh. Teddy Beals, you're counting just bark. See? He's trying to help. <laughs> you told her to read. I was right? just in the other, like, other area, though. I was talking to Kona. Yeah. Callie just barked back at me from the kitchen. <laughs> That was good told time, her to bark, man. She I was did. Like, yeah. Hi. Hi, baby. Hi. Sorry, mom. My mind, snuggles. my mind, when dogs are barking, they're not actually saying anything. They're just screaming. So it's just the other room just going, ah! 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 Oh, boy. So, oh, gosh. So it's like, are you a cute little dog? Ah! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who's oh a cute little God. dog? Ah! Right. Oh my gosh. Okay. <clears throat> Compose myself. Well, now she's got to shoot herself. <laughs> That's right. She caught herself. Right. Living. Sorry, I'm fighting with Kona right now. I'm trying to see which one's the more stubborn. Oh, and now she's taking my chopstick. No! Bring it back! Or at least stop chewing it. Oh, daddy's come for you. You're in trouble. I've got Callie calm. <laughs> Ooh, Kona, yeah. you in okay. trouble. She's like kids, man. When dad has to come deal with you, that's when you're in trouble. Um, but anyways, back to the card. Another with a I, nine talking. I can take this one if you want yeah. to go we can no, take I'm going you... to make different voices myself this time. Let's see how this goes. Oh, God. Are you going to be able to distinguish which ones are which? I know. I need to figure this out real quick. Hold on. It's all based on the actual styles. I know. I need to figure And you're going to need to keep up the voices? I say you just read it and we can mess no, with it. No, I'm going to figure this out. That's a lot to keep in mind. Here, Guys. what I'm going to do is I'm going to color can code them. color code? Yes. There we go. We get right. each other, man. I literally <laughs> just said, can you color code them? As you said, you were going to color code them. I would just read it. Your voice is <laughs> no! just, like really bad, high-pitched British voices. I'm sorry, but your range is not the best, babe. Your voice is when you, when you were when you were Callie's toys talking to her. I agree with Callie's toys. Who was it? Was it Scruffles? Scruffles talked like this. Scruffles was a proper young gentleman. And Scruffles thought you were quite... <laughs> that is why you did not like Scruffles. Scruffles gets a little beaten up by Callie at times, but it's okay. They're still best friends. Oh man! It's all right, I my family had a uh, a male Shih Tzu, and I always gave him a uh, Sean Connery accent. <laughs> I'm a Shih Tzu. And all right. For some reason, Watch our source, he threw our the ball. He threw Let's my do. Okay. We try to guard and nurture you. Do you understand? Our fates are intertwined. See. Okay, then let me hear what your next voice would be. Let's see. I don't know. What should I do? Just one of them being normal. We are the shadows of your world's mass, and we okay. cherish you as shadows cherish flames. See, there's two. Okay, what about the other seven? <laughs> I don't know. One of them can have a Minnesota accent or dark dust ever gravity flowing. 
<laughs> oh my god, please, no. <laughs> hey, that sounds pretty Are you kidding? alien This is going to be That's a, a good one. This All right, is fine. Be entertaining. Here, no, okay. I'm, we're going to write. Let's do them one at a time, and then we can discuss. Okay, yeah, sure. You can do deep, and then can you do an old smoking lady's voice? What do you mean? Like, too small? Too miss? <laughs> Smoker. And we need two more. Chocolate. That's what that one reminds no, me of. No, that's kind of like the smoker voice. No, I though. know, but that's what that one reminds me of. I was like, what does it remind us? Um, I don't know what to do for you. You could do high pitch. Maybe a, like, maybe a smaller voice. Whisper. Binds, you're not a freeze. Yeah, like that. There we go. Hey, whisper. Who and what? Hi, Kona. You do anything really? What's high pitch for you? That might hurt everyone's ears. Our philosophy has slay divided. I don't know. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me to try it. Um, bark, what bark, else? Bark, 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 bark. Dog. <laughs> uh, can you do any other accents? Jeez, can I? You can do an Australian accent in. in... Our philosophy has slay divided. What is that? What is that? That sounds like a weird... I don't even know what that was. Weird Southern? Yeah, right? That sounded like (laughs) just like old school crotchety Southern man that's going to kill you. No. What about a grumpy old man? Our philosophy has lay divided. No, that's too close to your deep slash smoker combo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I know how they formatted What about my grandma? Oh, yes, Grandma. Oh, God, how do I say Grandma's? What do we do? This is Grandma calling. Our philosophy has lay divided. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> what were you saying, Elemis? It's funny because it's like I have to say something in my head to get me to switch the accent. But I think I can do it for each. I just I might have to, like, pause in between each of them and, like, say it in my head. But that won't be a problem. That just might be better. Yeah. Um, you want us? No. My name is Scruffles, and I'm a I'm a lovely little gentleman. You want our sauce, our primal cause. <laughs> what? This is going to be so annoying. We tried to God. So Are you kidding? This is going to be amazing. I'm so, so excited for this one. At the same time. <laughs> I'm going to have to make an apology Too at the end. Do you Sean Connery again? I need to remember what it sounds like. He threw my balls. Your ashes are very slushy. Nine-hour glasses, pinches in a galactic wind. Our philosophy is lay divided. Bye-bye. You just don't <laughs> say bye-bye. <laughs> I just can't help it. Literally, this is how anytime I repeat my grandma, he's like, why does she always sound like that? I'm like, that's just how she sounds in my head. Nine-hour gla- No, I can't do that one. Nine-hour glasses. Thank you. Nine hour. No, God. Um. Oh, how was I doing it? I've lost that one. Nine hour. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Whispering is not serious either. Your whisper is no, still. No, but it's just like our mass binds. Your matter fee- freeze. And yeah. It's now just you like... sound like a late night phone call. Oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> maybe that's what I'm going for. You've called in to the. And now. <laughs> Your mass. Oh God. Our mass binds your matter freeze. 
<laughs> okay. I don't feel like I need to pay five ninety nine a minute. Yeah, right. We owe you now. <laughs> All right. Okay. Let's do this. This is your grandma. Bye bye. <laughs> Tom. Nope. Elmas. Balls. Balls. Ooh, I am your father. Tongue. Tongueless. Oh, there we go. Tongue. Tongueless. Tongue. He tried to speak. Thank you. <laughs> the tongue is licking you as you lick it. Tongueless. <laughs> you try to speak. Words are hard. Right, it's almost a little bit bany. But distant. Nope, I need that one again, Elemist. But distant. Unreachable. It's all about the balls. <laughs> the balls. Look, I am your father. Okay. No, now you're going to do Darth Vader. That's different. No, but like I use that to get me here. I don't know why, but it's here now. But decay is decay. Nope, that's not right. There it is. Okay, one second. We must become more. (laughs) That was so like Gollum. Oh, God, that was awesome. The British. And you're screaming it too. No. You remind me of what the purple head from Welcome to Night Vale. You know it screams oh everything God, like that. No. <laughs> okay, hold on. We must become chocolate. I don't want to chocolate. That's why I scream it too, because I scream chocolate. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's more of a deep, raspy voice. We must become more than we are. Okay, I could do it. That last one sounds like something your grandma tells you when you live in the South. Always together, but never touching. That's your sister. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Very I was like, nice. That's a weird one to do in my grandma voice. In time loops did form. Oh, in time loops. I gotcha. <laughs> I was like, time loops? Okay, Groundhog's Day. No. <laughs> hey, nobody asked for your opinion. We said not we're necessary. both done. Not Callie. What do you think? <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. Learn English. You're not that great at it. <laughs> right? It's better English.